live. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, we're 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 doing it live. So what we should expect is like your T-shirt oh, yeah. moving through the frame. I, so I gotta readjust gonna... myself. I'm standing in the wrong spot. It just goes with the territory. <laughs> it does, you know, for anyone who catches like the audio or isn't watching the video, and you're saying like you're on camera and you need to adjust yourself, that probably means something different. Oh, crap. <laughs> wait, well, wait, which show is this? Is well, it the after darks or is the it's the regular tech one? After dark on the east coast, we're totally fine. On the west coast, we're still technically in family prime time. <laughs> all the all the all the kids are like watching now. It's like, mommy, what? It? No, I'm just kidding. Um, like, yes, I'm trying to, I'm trying to kids, deal with a whole bunch of technical problems. Those, those, guys, those poor those poor average consuming kids. <laughs> <laughs> waking up waking up this or no yeah right before going to sleep and they're like catching their favorite podcast by their favorite two sure. old time creators old talking about guys. tech and you know, uh, geeking I, I out about cameras anything kids kids enjoy more is listening to two old guys talk about things <laughs> in general <laughs> i i i agree my friend as an old guy myself i totally agree i think it makes sense it perfectly yeah. makes sense there. Yeah. I, I, it's an untapped market for old guys <laughs> like us well hey everybody Welcome to another episode of Best of Our Week, where two old guys fail to get a live stream going, as per <laughs> usual. It was as, two as weeks per... ago, it was my mic. Last week, it was your mic. Now it's camera I... stuff. This is going to be great. I'm already feeling it. It's going to be I'm, a nice, honestly, fun chat. Always. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to run technical problems, so I ended up having to log in through my tablet because... I know for a fact that it actually works, yeah. and it's worked multiple times without any problems. What what, what tablet are you on? The same the as the one we did the live stream on that one time you were over my house. The tab. The uh, the, the yeah, uh, I was gonna fire it up on the uh, on the Roman Kala, but I don't have Streamyard set up there, so it was more right. of the how quickly can I get on? Because I was right. I was already like a few minutes late. You're like, hey, dude, we're are we still doing this? I'm like, yeah, we are. I don't know how, but we are. <laughs> Oh yeah. my God! But yeah, no, no, so, sorry. I'm... Again, I, 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 for as much as I like to throw the Samsung ire around, the the Galaxy tabs have saved our butts a couple of times. I, that, like, I, as, I will as have much to as agree. I get real cranky about their phones and their naming, um, I got Tab S eight is still getting it done. <laughs> it surprisingly has been doing quite well, and. What I will say is um, I really wanted to try testing out the Pixel tabs because I actually, I finally, if I can get it off the uh, thing, I finally got my hey, Pixel tablet, as you can imagine, sitting there that. with my Dragon Ball stuff. It's been, it has replaced my Nest, my small yeah. mini Nest personal uh Do, do we want to just jump in right there? We could, we could just start. Sure. So you know what? I should have added that to the title. I forgot about that part. Just um, a, we, we'll, we'll, we'll put it in, we'll, we'll fix it in post. Um, I have been so swamped. I did not jump on a pre-order because I kind of felt like I'd get the tablet. It would show up. It would sit there. And uh -huh. I wouldn't really be able to do anything with it. But um, I'll be really curious what your sort of initial first uh, impressions are because I'm going through reviews. And some of these people are friends of ours. But I'm going through a lot of reviews and Boy, do techies go shallow on tablets. I can't tell you how many review videos have mostly talked about the feel of the material on the back plate and the <laughs> fact that it's it's so smooth. It operates it does smooth. Not, it's it, real it smooth. It does not scratch your hands. It feels great and, in the hand-on. I need you and, to know this now. And that it apparently it can split screen apps. 
and I'm the going fuck? through the videos and some of the articles, and there are a few folks that are really trying to dig in and look at like what you can do with a slate and how this is like a mixed mode and nest speakers and dis- smart displays, but it's so a little, little yeah. information. And like, did anyone try using it, writing a <laughs> Word document or using a Google spreadsheet or doing a presentation? I. I, I we're, we're we're trying to sell people that tablets can maybe replace your laptop. We've already mm-hmm. kind of crested a plateau on Chromebooks, and here's Google's like first real Slate offering since the failure of the Pixel Slate. And exactly. I'm seeing so much. Well, it feels real good in the hand. Pause, says El Jefe Reviews. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff, Jeff Again, knows. No. Jeff, Jeff keeping his PG. Uh, that's that's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and what I'll probably say is, the, um, okay, so here, here's my where I'm coming from, because there's a, a few different things coming up for me, at least from for where my experience is, because depending yeah. on who's reviewing it and what they've used in the past. So if you've ever used a smart display by Google, like the yeah. Nest Hub Max or the Nest Hub, uh, the personal one that they have, you're going to come with that expectation coming into what this is on top of what you last remember of the Pixel 7 of when the yeah. last tablet or the Pixel 10 that, that Google put out. That's what you're looking into this experience. That's what I went right. into this. So, so it was when you Nexus take it out, nine, and then we switched the to Nexus the Pixel seven, one, right? Yes. No, there was Nexus and seven, think, Nexus seven, and then Nexus nine. Is it nine or one ten? Or I forgot it was, but I, I want to say it was a seven and a ten. I could be wrong, but the ten was the one that looked a little bit funky, and right. those two tablets were the last two. The seven was the one I actually ended up keeping because I loved how the function was. It's nice. It's actually a little bit longer, and um, the biggest thing about it was, I think, at the time was it was made by ASUS, and there was a wireless the wireless coil always separated. So you end up having to open it and repress it because the machining part of it is like a whole bunch of things. So coming from that experience, which was a while back, coming also from using, I use obviously a tablet on the daily when I record content and I, and I use the Tab S7 plus, or sorry, Tab S8 plus. I've had the seven and the Mm -hmm. six. Um, I was a little bit confused when I first opened it up and I set it up because it looks like a neck, like a, the Nest Hub Max. It's yeah. just bigger, right? Um, the speaker, the magnetic, uh, the magnetic clamp on the back will take a, a, I would say, probably a few tries to get used to how to use it. And I'm finding it that although the magnets are very strong, I've had it quite a few times where um, there's a couple of things in here. Okay, so the the Nest Hub Max has facial recognition where it recognizes the the, the person coming up to it, and you can start talking. There's that yeah. natural transition, so it makes it very hands free. Well, the tablet doesn't have that because I have to unlock it with a pen or a fingerprint. There is no face unlock. To me, that felt like, okay, why would you do that? Like, that is, like, that was to me a step back. Because to Mm -hmm. me, again, I'm bridging two. And in my mind is I want all the benefits of the Nest Hub. And I only want the benefit of Android 13, tablet mode, and all of that. Um, Once you get over that, and then a couple of times again, when I because the fingerprint sensor is on the top right, when you're pushing it, if you don't get it right, sometimes I've actually pushed the tablet off the talk. So it falls from, from a, it, It's an ID10T type of a thing. Obviously, I am the right. problem, not using the product correctly. Sure, you're, um, you're holding it wrong. To me, it's like yeah, I, totally. I, I always flip out no, no, the screen. I, I don't know how to use the it, LG I'll be wing, and then I forget. Oh, I needed to unlock it, and now so, the fingerprint is on the wrong side for me to grab. What it. I'm referring to here is for everybody in the, in the chat. In the chat, so here's the fingerprint sensor is right next to the volume rocker at the top on the top right side of the display. 
So you're looking at it. Every time you have to put it, you have to bring your finger either over or on the side. And if you don't do it right and you do push, it tips the tablet off. Once you take that away, it's a beautiful display. Mm -hmm. The sound um, stereo speakers on here are decent. I'm not going to say they're going to blow anybody's mind out. The sure. bass speakers are better, but not as good as the Nest Hub Max. So from yeah. a sound experience, I feel like we took a step down a little bit. It's it's um sure. I think when they decided to change to the aesthetics where they gave more footprint to the display and less footprint to the base, since now this houses everything for the tablet, where on the uh, on the Nest Hub Max, there's probably more electronics inside of the actual base unit. Mm -hmm. So from that function, I think overall, I, once I got over that, I transferred my content. I, I basically did the standard, uh, you know, transfer content over from my Moto, uh, paired all my accounts, set up everything. It's been working great. Not really any issues. I liked some of the key interfaces that they brought over from the Pixel Fold. And I'll say because that little swipe dot that we have at the bottom to be able to, when you go to recent, that's here. Mm -hmm. um, it's super easy to go into split screen mode by just going open to recent. And you have actually a quick little button that snaps to the right, snaps to the left. Nice. A lot of nice little um, like functional options that we don't usually have on sure. other tablets. Um, so from that aspect, I liked it very much. It also works really nicely as a remote uh, connection to your te uh, to your text messages with Google Messages. It, they gave it the ability of becoming like a desktop experience. You know, if you've ever used um, like web interface, this yeah. does it perfectly. So I get my text messages from my phone. Um, if I want to pair my content, obviously, if I want to use it with the phone, I can just hotspot over. Works really nice. Um, and it actually does it exactly as I'd expected. Uh, the one thing I'm interested in, and I'm not sure why, uh, the battery never charges beyond 90% whenever it's on the dock. Hmm. It's always the maximum of 90, so they're doing a little bit of battery. The display is on all the time. Oh. I don't know. How, so, like, right now it's off because I, I took it off the dock it and off, it's in right. sleep. Yeah. But if I left it on the dock, it goes into, uh, there's a couple of modes. When you first turn it off, to, when you first put it on and you're not touching it for a while, it goes to lock screen mode, and then after that, you have obviously oh, screen saving mode. You mean you mean iPhone mode? Because iPhone Apple invented iPhones being used as clocks. I'm sorry, it's not yeah, out yet, but they invented it. So now you're just talking about copying the new there, iPhone. There, okay, there is a video I want to talk to you about when you brought iPhone into the conversation. <laughs> There's really there weird is. videos going on on Twitter today, like all <laughs> over the internet, like with with YouTube, with Google, with Pixel talking to Apple and Apple. Anyways, it was like well, we're a gonna talk. Oh, we definitely have yeah, to talk about the best talk. phones forever campaign. So for, from a from a tablet <laughs> experience, sorry, I'm like trying to. I'm, like, I'm gonna make you big since you actually have the thing. Yeah, let me close this guy here. I'm trying to fix it. So here, um, we're definitely we're using a tablet to showcase a tablet. So you're getting a basically your home screen set up. And let me see, can I swipe? Nope, I can't. Oh, here it is. Yeah. So uh, come on. And this is basically Google Feed. And I don't know how to. Okay, so I'm I don't know. This doesn't look very over. smooth when you use it backwards like that. I think all those other reviews lie well, about being it being smooth. Yeah, maybe we could just use it in, you know, standard mode. So let's do this. I actually, I'm not used you just to filming back on this. You should be able to. Yeah, yeah here that's, you go. That's good. There you go. So you get, you get the experience the way it's supposed to be. Swiping down, you get access to your notifications. Sorry, I'm going to make sure I take all of that stuff away. Um, oh, here. So we'll switch it back in. And then when you split it down from the top, your notifications are split on the left. And then you have your toggles on the right. It, by default, there is no, you swipe from one side to the other. That's so the default can, configuration. Can I just say how that is absolutely correct? Because Absolutely. you don't have one swipe on the left to do your toggles and one swipe on the right to do your notifications. Exactly. You now, when you're both. obviously, 
when you're in this mode, it op opens yeah. it up like a standard uh, smartphone. But then when you know you normally use it like this, it does the correct configuration. Uh, you have all the toggles, everything that you normally have with an Android, it's basically there. The biggest thing I'll probably say is once you're doing that little swipe up, that dock is oh, here. That's that cute. little dock is here. And then, yeah. and then, hold on. So let's say I want to be able to open up Google Play Store. So here I open it up. It opens and I can swipe it up and you can actually click. You can go to app info. You can go to the apps, swipe down, bring everything you want. I transferred everything. And then, <laughs> like I said, I paired it with my phone. I got the 128, but apparently I have enough storage to transfer all my content. Um, you have a, a TV remote, sorry, right there, a whole bunch of different things. I'm, I'm putting together a video for Saturday to talk about the initial impressions, but also kind of my favorite features so far, like the things yeah. that are exciting me about it um, and why I actually feel really good that I decided to pick it up and mine did show up early and it's not late. Some people, unfortunately, yeah. Google having some problem delivering on stuff. But the logistics on that always seem to burn the people who want it the most. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They, they have, so, they probably got charged. They just, yeah, it's just oh, sitting yeah. somewhere. So I, I, I want to ask, um, because sure. you've been using this, you've obviously been using a pixel seven for a while, pixel seven pro. I, I was on the seven pro for quite some time. Yeah. What do you think your first stress tests are going to be? Are you going to go straight to gaming or do you think that there's going to be some conversation that your channel audience is going to want to see about like productivity? So for me, I think it's probably going to be going down to more productivity on this one. I, I, although, although I think it's a great form factor for gaming, I prefer if I was going to play games, I prefer to play on more of a smaller form factor, easier, okay. manageable, more, more discreet. The games on this are probably not going to run at the highest refresh rate. The refresh rate is, I think, 60 frames per second. We're not going to be able to get high refresh rate. Content consumption on it actually has been pretty decent. Uh, I was finally mm -hmm. able to catch up on, uh, what's it called, the uh, Avatar, uh, the Way of Water. I'm almost three-thirds oh, of, yeah. two, two of it. Yet. Yeah. It's a long movie. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a long, dedicated time um so but I'll and say, i are trying to catch up on john wick 4 and we've had to watch it in three shifts uh -huh. so yeah, we didn't realize it was that long that was the weird part about it but like once you watch it once and you go on it the second time you realize that you need to do that movie in chunks uh because the first time to me the whole memory was basically him shooting all over the place you know what i mean and then just that was literally the whole movie but um long story is a lot of content to consume. I think for me, from a stress stress point of view, I'll say this. It seems more fluid than, or it seems smoother than what we get with the Pixel 7 Pro. I think Tensor is okay. doing a really good job in leveraging the performance with the UI elements. It's actually pretty consistent across. Um, I think some of the people that were using it, I thought I saw some reviews that were focusing more about the, like say the assistant functionality, meaning that they weren't getting a consistent experience with the assistant because it definitely is one of those solutions, right? This is why you would use it as a Nest Hub experience. You want to be able to interface right. with the assistant. For me, I haven't had any issues there. And I have a, a Nest Hub, uh, I say I have the, um, the the Max speaker. Remember the old speakers that they used, mm -hmm. to, used to have? I have that in the office. And whenever I actually ask the, the speaker, or, uh, sorry, I, whenever I ask the tablet to play music, it automatically knows I want to listen to a better speaker system. So it sends the music down to the max. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to listen to music on your speakers. I always have to oh, listen fair, to fair, that. Fair, fair. I see because I want to test the speaker. Yeah, I mean, I know yeah. I can have good music. That wasn't the issue. But yeah, so... Um, I, I, thought, me, I thought that was actually one of the interesting things was getting a tablet that one of its primary functions is also to be 
a streaming recipient. And yeah. don't you feel um, you actually have it? I haven't really. I'm not, and I've been casting to it. All, I've been casting to it the last couple of days. It absolutely works beautifully. Don't you feel a part of that was the product life cycle that we saw at the, the end of Stadia? That this was yes. going to be the, the game console screen from Google that you could use your game streaming features it, with this would have made and pair up sense. your Bluetooth. That it would have been a perfect fit to kind of bring all those services together. It would have been amazing if Stadia was still alive. And, and so weirdly enough, actually mentioning Stadia, as I was going through my applications and I'm trying to organize a whole bunch of stuff, I still had Stadia, the app, sitting on my Pixel 7 Pro Aww. and transitioned over to my Moto and transitioned over yeah. from Moto over. So, it yeah, it was, I felt a little bit bittersweet. Uh, I was like, I wish. Oh, um, although no. you can fire up your Game Pass account. That could work. So that was the thing. From a gaming yeah. experience, I don't think this is going to have any issues. The, G the Tensor is more than capable of doing that. I think for me, the reason why I was thinking more about content, uh, like consumption, but also maybe creation, yeah. uh, it's because of the the overall functionality. It's a bigger screen. It, it runs the yeah. G2. We already know the G2 can basically cut through anything as far as GPU you know, performance type of experience. And because it's plugged in and power is never an issue, you never have to worry about the heat. I never, I'm never worried about the the warming of the actual device because it's sitting on an actual stand, and when I'm using right. it, I'm interfacing directly with it. Um, so there's that functionality, and actually, I think Google can probably let it run warmer, meaning less so thermal. This is uh, control this, that, this is the question more. we've got. Uh, first of all, we've got a whole bunch of really cool people in here. We didn't do our normal. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> where we said hello to a bunch of people. Um, there's Sean and the tech preacher Easy uh, Eric from Easy Computer Solutions, Steve Pogue. <laughs> Um, Michael Peppertech, Farhan, uh, Michael Corcoran, uh, El Jefe Reviews, we, we've talked about his, Bionic Scoop, uh, Ivind, I'm sorry, I mispronounced your name, uh, Vazikos, uh, LaShawn, Ron Guido, Javier, we got, we got, like, the whole crew. Um, Absolutely. Michael Peppertech is asking, uh, I'm mm -hmm. curious if the Tensor 2 in the Pixel tablet is underclock compared to that of the 7 and 7 Pro, like they did with the 7a. Unfortunately, oh, none cool. of the benchmarks can run on the Pixel tablet. I, I'm with you. I mean, again, this is a thing that has to come with actually using it and testing it. But yeah. if we see on Tensor G2 with a larger surface area and a bigger battery, I'm hoping we'll see the same kind of performance uplift that we saw on the OnePlus tablet. Yeah. Because that Dimensity 9000 mm -hmm. with a larger surface area and a bigger battery was nipping at the heels of the 9200. It was almost a whole generation more performant than when it had originally come out. And I'm hoping that the thermals, because of Samsung, I'm hoping that the thermals aren't such an issue that I, it I, throttles more aggressively okay. in this form factor. You're, you're about to see a duality uh, of myself. Yeah, I'm about woo! to do some... Uh, we're, doing it, we're doing it live. We're doing it live. Let me see. Hold on. Okay. Oh, man. Um, okay, this I'm going to Interdimensional go TK swap. Whoa! <laughs> Look Hold at on. that. Let me see here. Okay, and I'm going to... Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I almost ended the broadcast. I'm trying to leave, and I almost ended the broadcast. Sorry. Okay. Leave. I think I can kick you. Oh, no, you're good. Okay, we're still in, right? Can you hear me? Boom. That looks great. Okay, perfect. Now I just need to fix my speaker on my side, and I think we're back in the El Jefe. Uh, we can actually talk normally. So, and and yeah. according to Sean, if, if, you, if, you just, if you saw John Wick when it first came out, 
yeah. they are still fighting today. That, that John <laughs> yeah. Wick is still punching and falling downstairs. Because that's how that's how John Wick does it. He's basically keeps going up and coming back down, and it's it's a it's an uphill battle for this guy, right? I mean, that's all he keeps mm-hmm. doing all day long. It, it's it's like a Greek tragedy of him pushing a boulder up a hill, but literally <laughs> him trying to climb steps. It's that's the movie. <laughs> if you haven't watched it, that's what John was doing the entire movie. The okay, entire movie. Oh okay. wait, uh, on my side, your video is frozen. Yeah, and that's because, let me see, am I in? No, still frozen. Nope. Oh, still frozen. Okay. Let me... ah. Now, nothing? Ah, for the love of God. You? Yeah. This is okay, it's okay. This is, this is really fun. I'm going to have a chuckle about this later. You're going to have a chuckle. I'm going to have a chuckle. The, the Pixel tablet heard me speak Arabic, <laughs> and it came back. Okay, let me see what I can do with... Why is my video down? Hold on. Black magic design. Okay, let's go face. And it was working. And then... Wait. Okay. Uh, So that's something. Yeah. But it's not... visible, but frozen. No, 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 no. It was was the wrong camera. This is the... Yeah. (laughs) This is the wrong camera. Sisyphus. Michael Corcoran is correcting me on my knowledge of... I should say my ignorance of Greek mythology. Sisyphean. Uh, let's see. Okay, let's see. Ex- okay right. we're back. Hey. Okay. Right camera, okay. back. So, um, the answer. I feel like this is the correct direction, mm-hmm. but it is the first step in rectifying my biggest problem with smart displays. Because I am not interested in a permanent screen that lives in some place in my home, mm-hmm. and it's a tablet that I can't do anything with. Yeah. And so I expected there to be some teething pains, but it actually sounds like this concept is pretty well realized out of the box, but it obviously just needs that kind of first initial polish to get it, all the I, pieces working the way it should. It it definitely has, I'll, I'll say, okay, so I, I personally haven't played with the Fold, so I don't know that, and that's the other thing I need to turn down my notifications on it because it, it keeps playing them up. But um, the... Google has learned a lot in the way they've worked with Tensor over the last couple of years. Tensor 1, Tensor 2 have given them enough time to be able to build things around it. The optimizations that we have in here are clean and they look like they've been tried for some time. Obviously, this Mm -hmm. is not the first uh, version of Android where we had tablet optimization. 12.1 was supposed to bring that in. 13.1 is also kind of giving us that more polished experience. Um, it's a combination, I feel like, with what you were saying. The bigger surface area, the the less heat issues that they're going to deal with people holding this device. Because you're not going to hold the tablet holding it from the back all entirely. You're more going to be holding it on the side. And that experience, even if you are going to hold it, you're not going to feel that the, uh, the, the warming of yeah. it. Like with the Robo Incala, if, if the way we use it with the HCX Gen 3, it's sitting in a tablet format most Man, of the time. Man, the hot spot on that is so perfectly placed that exactly. you never it's above feel in the, it. And yeah. You'll never have to touch it. And even if you're holding it closed in the back, the heat isn't there. You have that double-sided backing on the bottom right and bottom right. I was right going to reach for it. It's downstairs. It's already taken over the living room. The Robo Incala is like ubiquitous. Every I, everyone now goes like, oh, I need to look something up, and there's this little. Well, I, I finally, tablet. I finally um, killed the first, uh, the first run of the battery. Battery, uh, yeah, because <laughs> it's good, I've been, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, so little too many BTS, but a lot of things going on. <laughs> My desktop PC is still having issues. I'm not a, I'm not out of the woods. 
It has issues right. where it crashes halfway through things, so I haven't been able to be very dependent on it. So I, as soon as my PC crashed, I'm like, you know what? Turn that thing off. Let me just work for the rest of the day on the Rogue Oncala. So it's really cool. But I, I drained the battery too fast, and I, I also installed uh, the Ready for Assistant on it because I wanted nice. to connect the uh, the Moto uh, the Moto um, the Razer uh, Plus. So long story short, yes, uh, the heat issue. The conversation that we're talking about is the heat sits all the way in the back on the top. This is where the warming area of the tablet. The bottom area where you hold it, even if you're holding it by hand, never gets warm. And that's not, not just because the, the heat isn't coming there. It's because there's that dual layer mechanism yep. that you have in the back. It adds as a separate separation there for us when we're holding it. So it was a lot of fun. Very easy. I was setting up and getting everything kind of set up. I was also doing, doing a little bit of uh, editing and so on on it. It's very cool. And I like the fact that this has Windows Hello. Mm-hmm. The, I kind of wish the Pixel tablet had. I was going to say, like, that, that, to me, that felt like it was like the first thing you should have brought over would have yeah. been that because that's what you've spent years developing for the Nest Hub Max. But I, I think there's an issue where Google has focused mm-hmm. on Android security protocols, especially things like you know, uh, payment verification yeah. on fingerprint as mm-hmm. your main biometric ID. And, and it works, yeah. It, it's going to take, I think, an Android system update of some kind to start incorporating that and getting all the security in place for face unlock. Yep. I was really hoping that the push for that would have been um, Android 13. And it was, I felt like it was already in the cards with the Pixel 4 mm-hmm. being face unlock for all of that. And then it's like Google took a step backwards, kind of refiddled some stuff, and it seems like. That's not going to be the big – it's going to take a while before that's kind of reintroduced. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing for me, it's, it's more about the, the simple things that I've, got, I've gotten used to, right? The, the Nest Hub Max, when you step up to it – because so for me, which is a little bit of a difference, I actually do like having a smart display in my – in a display mm-hmm. that sits in a specific area and the entire – or the sole purpose of it is Yeah, I'm is not saying be, people shouldn't. I'm just saying no, 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 no. I'm, I, I'm the cranky guy who like <laughs> – there's a thing looking at me, and I should be able to do stuff on it. And well, so I that's can't. the thing. Okay, so but what I was trying to lead to, which is what I really wanted to see here. So, again, coming from that experience, I uh, I, I wanted that experience to be the, the, the same, where when I go up to it, and the reason why I'm mentioning this is if I step up to the, to the, to the Nest Hub Max, it recognizes me, and it shows me my personal data. My son mm-hmm. steps up. My wife steps up. None of that shows up. My calendar, sure. all of that stuff doesn't show up. I like the security features of that. Now, mind you, this is not intending to be the exact same thing, but it does not have any of those functions. The yeah. other thing that I really like about the Nest Hub Max is that I actually have the ability of shutting the camera. I can turn it off. Here, you have to know that Android 13 allows you to disable camera access, but unfortunately, it doesn't disable it just from that function. It will disable it system-wide, so it means if you ever need oh. to use it. So it's not a – you know what I mean? Like I think there's a few more maybe software updates they can put in to, to bring in well, some it, of those features. And also, it, it's, and that, it's, the yeah. expectations are going to be really critical to manage because someone who is coming at this coming at this from – the tablet perspective is going to be like, hey, cool, there's an additional feature for I can use it as a smart display. Someone coming at this from the smart display perspective, I think, has the longer road to walk. Yeah. I think they have more familiarity with how smart displays have worked, and this is going to be a bigger transition for that person than the person who was just like, I wanted a cool tablet, and I wanted it to have like a, a good charging stand. That's easy. Oh, oh cool. No. The charging stand is becomes a speaker. Oh, that's awesome. Whereas... 
the smart display crowd is going like, but why would I spend $200 more? It, yeah, it, from, from a Nest Hub Max perspective, if you liked what the Nest Hub Max was doing, this is not a, this is not a, a product for you. This is, and it's not an upgrade for you. It, in, in some manner, it's actually a different, it, it's a, I'm not gonna say a downgrade, but it's a shift in a different direction that yeah. you weren't expecting. Like you were, you were going on this path for the last few years, you keep getting updates, you keep getting features, everything keeps going in this direction and building on it. So from a tablet point of view, absolutely. You're getting a, a display that for the most part, if there is light in the room, stays on all the time. And that's the biggest thing for me that I'm wondering on the longevity of this display. Like I work in my office all day. This is sitting in the same office with me. It never shuts down. It's cycling through images. It has different options for backgrounds and so on. But how long is that display going to last when this is not meant, you know what I mean? Like it's running a, a yeah. G2. It's not running a, a much lower processor. The processor sitting closer to the display. It's Again, it doesn't charge to 100%. There are things that we need to kind of consider when we're looking into it. But at the end of the day, when I'm done here, whatever I'm doing on the display, I take the tablet off and I walk out. That's the cool yeah. part. That's, I think, where I didn't realize that was going to be a functional thing for me is I actually can take my part of the office, like I was supposed to take in my laptop, I could just take the tablet because I can run anything I can run in Chrome directly on the tablet. I can put in a keyboard and mouse, but otherwise the, the display is really nice. The keyboard response is very fast. Um, and, and just overall aesthetics, it runs really good. The mics are pretty decent. Uh, I've nice. been using the Assistant very nicely. So, I mean, I haven't really had anything that would basically make it a deal breaker. I like it. But it takes a little bit of adjustment for me because I'm still using the Nest Hub Max in the uh, in the kitchen. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't just leave one to the other. I have to just remember now they're two separate products and not the same. And also, it's a little bit too big on my desk, so I have to figure out what to do. <laughs> because it, I'm used to having the uh, the smaller of the two. I got the small Nest right. Hub. And that was perfect sitting right on the bottom left of my display. Now, it's much bigger. And again... I just need to figure out how to how to set it up, but so far it's so, pretty decent. Yeah, couple I don't want to make this into a tablet. You, just just yeah, to yeah. just to wrap up, like kind of a first impressions thing. One, storage sizes. Are we concerned? I know you can still buy a sixty four gig iPad, so that's not great. Um, <laughs> Apple, but Apple wants to do. I'm kind of yeah. curious because now we've gone through the One Plus tablet and now the Pixel tablet. Both both no starting options. on one twenty eight. Yeah, and Samsung again, as much as it. I loathe saying nice things about Samsung because I am a Samsung hater and all I do is hate on Samsung for no reason. Absolutely no um, reason, man. You have no reason, man. Don't worry. I feel Galaxy Tab is still making the best argument as a functional computer. It's taking all of the Android trappings. It's taking all of your apps. It's taking all of those services, but then giving you options to use it more like a laptop and with different storage options. So what what are we what what statement are we trying to make with uh, what is kind of the in-betweener computer? You've got your phone, you've got your computer, so, you've got your tablet in between, but now two of the highest profile nicer new tablets in Android land are fixed at 128 gig. So I'll, I'll say, well, there's actually a couple, if I'm not mistaken, I think there are a couple of options on there. To 128 and 256, you are able to get to um, on the Can Pixel you? tablet. I was looking it up. I mean, like I'm trying to like look, if I were going to try and buy a Pixel tablet, it yeah, just yeah, yeah. shows. Yeah, uh, because if I'm not mistaken. I think... Oh, I was in the wrong color. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. 
I was on Rose, and Rose does not have an option for 256. How, so how I, dare you I only look in the Rose color? All of what that are pre- you? preamble that I was Dang just it. going for. Uh, basically, I'll just edit that out. Uh, yeah. I never made any mistake about the Pixel tablet. So there you go. Je ne sais quoi et comment ça, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Um, the, the, the only reason I... So believe me, honestly, had you not... I mean, had, had I not been watching and basically following Grant on um, on Twitter and his woes of not getting... Because his 256 did get delayed. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm, what I was thinking is I, I think higher storage may have had a little bit of delay. Um, some Pixel Folds were also being delayed, but, I, but that really... That doesn't really... Um, so I'll probably say this is where... I, Initially, I was very anxious when we got the uh, the, the OnePlus pad. The reason behind that was the limited storage. Yeah. But then one thing that we keep in mind that is very uh, basically uh, fundamentally different on a tablet than on a smartphone is that we don't take content with it. We do not shoot with tablets. Yeah. We do not record with tablets. We do not take enough pictures. So although we have cameras, they're primarily used for video. They're not primarily used for, for content creation. So right. when you and take more that, for video calls, not absolutely. even for shooting video. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. It's specifically a video call. I will not be – you will not – sorry. You will never see me walking around with my cool Pixel tab, and, and I'm like, yeah. you know – Come on, baby. Show me. Show. 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 Yes. Turn. Play Freebird. Yeah, Go ahead. Play Freebird. Let me use front facing camera. Yeah, yeah. No one can see behind me. All I can say is uh, <laughs> that will not be me. But no, um, when you take that out of the equation, I think 128 is not that bad. I think what will happen is if you want to, if you are going to import content from your devices, from other devices like your ta- your smartphone and other, and start editing things and producing things out of it, which is what I would believe I would want to do from this. Because of nearby share and because of casting, I can transfer contact, right? I mean, there are sure. things that you could do here. This is one of the coolest things that I like about Android is instant transmission of content between devices. Zing! You, can, you know what I mean? It's just something that we, we've had for some time and I really like. So that may fill up your storage much faster, but you'd have to be a little bit more manageable with that. So when you're done with the project, right. maybe archive it, take it off. But I feel like 128 is not as bad of a position to start. I think 256, if you're going to hold a lot of content on, you're going to download a lot of online content on when you're going on trips and stuff, the, sure. then I can justify going there. Because that, that's one of the concerns for me is like yeah. uh, Lex's tablet is 32 gig of built-in storage and we have oh, wow. a 128 gig card mm-hmm. in there. And when we go on a road trip, we can fill it. Yeah. Like I that's not hard to to max out that little tablet with the movies and TV shows she might yeah. want to watch. And the more I kind of think about like Android is still better than iOS about file mm-hmm. management, but plugging in my little solid state drive, it's still not seamless at working with footage that way and it means having to transfer and if I'm going to have to do all that, maybe I should just take a laptop instead of a tablet to get that, that kind of work question. done. Let's see how it handles so, it. I didn't actually try that part yet. <laughs> Why? Yeah. So, Why I mean, we? we also had a question here. I don't know how much of this you want to do live, but no, no, uh, no. We'll do one more, and then we can if, yeah. uh, video output, <laughs> which no. we can be pretty sure on a Pixel video output probably doesn't exist. <laughs> well, the the correct answer, my friend, is video output. What? What? What is video output? I do not understand. That is not something we do. No, Pixel does not do video output. There's no no bueno in the department of Pixel uh, video output. Yep, file management. I can access uh, my yeah. my files directly off of the actual file, and I can open up Google. Yeah, it's 
It's beautiful. So I love we, it. It, I, I still feel like we've got a couple different flavors here where mm. I think a OnePlus tablet, especially with their keyboard dock, could be a great solution for someone wanting to work on documents. Yep. Um, the pen support was really good. And I think mm-hmm. I still think that the OnePlus tablet has kind of the most elegant position and placement and use for their magnetic stylus. I really like it being on top. I don't know why, but in my brain, that's like so much better um, than I, being on the side. But I, so I, I'm, I, I, I would could kind of position way. that there. Robo and Kala got converted like, on that. <laughs> so, even with the Robo and Kala, I kind of wish like, oh, I wish this were on top. I wish this wasn't like on the, I don't like it on the side. Um, I don't, for, I think it's more, it looks more asymmetrical to me. We don't need to go down Juan's twitchiness <laughs> on stylus positions. Uh, stylus positions um so i would kind of put the OnePlus pad more towards like writing document work things yeah. like that and it's pretty good at content uh consumption it's probably going to be a little bit better for gaming much the be- pixel yeah, tablet uh, for yeah. me looks like it's kind of in the ballpark of again it's a google product showing off the assistant replacing a smart display but it doesn't seem like it's going to be the better fit for gaming or no. for um, some of that heavier lifting use, but you it's going to be really good at like content consumption. And then I feel yeah. like the the Galaxy tabs come in with the most laptop replacement yeah. kind of and, use. And, and for all I'll, I'll be honest tablets. with you, I feel like for what it's targeted for, for the content consumption stuff, they could have gone for the Tensor G1. I don't think they needed that much horsepower. Oh, totally. Yeah. The, the, G2 the G2 is, is only bringing in a slightly beefier GPU, and it's already yeah. still not going to be the the gaming machine and and that's what i meant it's like yeah. the 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 I, I i don't and i don't think it's not like a cost efficient savings or anything in that sense i think it's overall obviously the the g2 is the right decision to do they it would it would have looked really bad from tech nerds and stuff or and they'd be like why are you releasing it with a you know with the first generation you know it's well it's because we talked about this tablet a year ago where yeah. the g1 was relevant but it didn't show up till the g2 well, was relevant they didn't have to like Swapping from the Tensor G1 to the Tensor G2 they, they didn't does have not to. Yeah, seem yeah. like it was a, a monstrously difficult architectural shift. No, Because no, we know no. that the Tensor G2 is different Definitely. than the G1, but not a fundamentally radically different chip. I think from, from what I remember, uh, the overall performance is, again, it, from what they wanted it to be and what it's doing, it... It's very well optimized. The software is very decent. I think the experience, if you're if you're definitely into the Google Assistant and the Google environment, with um, the 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 reason why when you said the word that it's a replacement for the for the, the smart display, I actually don't believe that it's a smart display replacement. I feel like it's a tablet with smart display functionalities because okay. it doesn't replace them. It incorporates them. Like the sure. the screensaver function comes over from there. And then there is the home button that comes in, and then you can turn on your home yeah. uh, smart home toggles and so on. All of those are purely added on. And if you don't turn them on, the tablet looks nothing like a smart display. I mean, other yeah. than the dock, like from a from a functional aesthetic, it looks just like a tablet that comes in with some of the some of the benefits that we're going to see on the Pixel Fold. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that little swipe up dock that I saw there is now, so functional. Wh- when I say smart display replacement, it's it's also acknowledging that there are at least 7 people on the planet like me who were never going to buy a smart display but would be very interested in a tablet that can function as a smart display. Absolutely. So it has replaced 
the smart display we were never going to buy. <laughs> okay, no, and, I'm with you. And I just yeah. want to throw this out here from Steve DeRoche. It saddens me. I just want a good OLED with a recent higher-end Snapdragon, and then you should get the Robo Incala. Uh, 2560 by 1600, 16 by 10 OLED, uh, mm -hmm. runs the Snapdragon 8 CX. Gen it, 3, it, yep. it can It can run Android apps at a round or slightly better than a Galaxy Tab S8. It's going to be... You've got to sideload them. <laughs> As the, the, the biggest thing I'll probably say is the, the Robocala is kind of like a maverick of both worlds, right? Because mm -hmm. it brings in Windows, it brings in apps, it brings in programs, and it brings in Android, and it brings in a uh, Linux. So there's a lot of different factors and facets to what this tablet can do or this PC. I keep calling it a tablet. It's a two-in-one. But it, essentially, it's a PC that gives you the functionalities that you didn't think you needed till you start realizing that that how how easily you can pivot from one experience to the other, but you're still on the same hardware. Yep. Um, plugging in and installing the, the the you know the Ready for Assistant from uh, from Moto on this was so easy because I plugged it in, it worked. There's a little bit of yeah. a form, uh, screen resolution formatting for me, but it was for the most part the experience is simply. You just I'm plug and with it right now where um, it doesn't work very well. It doesn't work as well as it works on x86 power yeah, uh, it, machines. The stream but resolution messing... factor is that throws me off. It's like a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It works, but, um, but it's just, yeah. I'm also playing with the uh, the beta for mm -hmm. Nebula on the oh, okay. X-Real glasses. Mm -hmm. And, man, it's kind of nice having an ARM-powered tablet that can technically be now a virtual floating triple monitor machine <laughs> and yeah. that's it's not working well but it's working better than i would have thought that beta it would it's work go, on it's an going ARM in the right tablet. direction yeah so a little bit of polish and all this stuff that we're talking about like apple vision pro and you're like i've got a 350 dollar pair of glasses connected to my 800 dollar with keyboard and screen protector windows 11 tablet and I'm sitting in front of a giant curved monitor. <laughs> like I can, I, I have to move my head to see the, to see the other side of, the of it. No, no, pretty I'm, nice. It, it, it is a very, I, I love that factor of what we get with the Robo and Kala. It's primarily just a, like I said, it brings a lot of inspiration from the uh, Surface Pro 9 5G. And yeah. it just, it's a lot of memories. Like I plug in like, oh yeah, right. This works here. This, yeah, that works. I can install, I can do things. It's not a, oh, like just Steve Android. is in Canada and they're not shipping to Canada yet. Oh, that's it's, a bummer. It's, it's, uh, and I think if I'm not mistaken, I think Grant is in, I don't know if Grant's back, but I think he was in Japan for quite some time. So oh, in, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure if it was, uh, if it was basically shipping there yet or not, but I think so to kind of summarize it, there'll be a video hopefully on Saturday. Tomorrow I'm actually focusing more on the ready for. I got so many questions yeah. on ready for on my video because everybody's focusing on with the, the, the Razor Plus on you know, obviously it's a razor, it, it, it the functionality. Yeah. And did, I did love you see it folds in half. Oh, for the love of God, I haven't tried it. Did, did you notice? No, it's like I mean, a regular phone and then you just like bend it in the middle. I thought That's, it was a standard like, no, it's rectangle. Like the, it, what no, you're, so so you're holding you're holding it right now. I, I'm not holding it. I'm I no, saw no. this I saw this on a on a web zone. Yeah, um, it has a, so, just a, a back display, yeah. right? It's so like the, just uh... like the original Razer flip phone, you you got to like take both hands and like kind of push it so that the screen kind of 
bends in and then it folds in half. Wait, so just push up. No, right? no, 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 the other way. Other Wait, way. I'm sorry. Screen, oh. screen in, screen in. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for the love now. of God. Oh, look at that. Now I lost half my what, phone. Now what's cool is it'll open back up again. It's not like a folding iPhone because a folding iPhone could only bend once. You say what? Oh, that what just blew say? my mind. I love that you <laughs> held it up to your ear with your ears being covered by Barodynamic 770 Pros. Yeah, hold that on. Made can, me we, happy. can we get this to focus? Aww, that that to me. Hello, ret- Moto. Ret- retro, sorry, it calls it a retro razor. And of course, because that's how we do, my I friend. I love that that's like a phone interface skin. It, it is absolutely. It's like the phone. first it's thing so I did. On my first Z Flip, I think I downloaded the APK to just sideload that on a Z Flip just to say that we got the motor. It's 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 a downloadable thing, but it's um, I mean That's no. Adorable. So the the experience with that with that type of device and and the functionality that we get there is very nice. But I think everybody focused on obviously you know it's a flip phone. How does it compare to the Z Flip Four? How did okay? But first and foremost for me, my biggest thing I, I was so excited about, and that was the only one at all the pre-briefings <laughs> I was sitting in, is how is Ready Four going to be working? And there were like. Yeah. We're going to put in ready for. I'm like, yes, it's there. It's wireless mode. You could do it. It's going to be fine. It's going to be great. So I got it and I've been testing it. And of course, you and I both have the next stop mm-hmm. wireless, right? The 360 wireless. Sure. And of course, wirelessly, you could project to it. That's the biggest function there. But if you plug it in and use wireless projection, the keyboard and the mouse and the battery suddenly become accessories to your phone because it connects to it as, a, nice. a, as an IO. So then. That's good wirelessly connected i was still able to run the next dock and use the desktop mode on a clamshell style phone that was closed sitting next to it being charged so it was providing able me the power. to talk to the peripherals it's just not sending video out yes so it doesn't okay. well actually i take that back so this is where where the confusion happened i think a lot of people <laughs> were asking i think the information that was given to us initially said specifically that only wireless wireless ready for was available Right. When you first turn it on in the, in the actual device, there are two selections in there. It says wired and wireless. Where it's different, this is not the exact same configuration that we have on the Edge Plus. This is mm-hmm. slightly different in that if you plug in your Edge Plus to your next dock, ready for launches, right? right? Automatically recognizes you're connecting to a monitor, it relaunches it. This doesn't do it. This does not recognize it. So I plug in directly to the next dock, nada, nothing, no screen, nothing goes on. And I was like, okay. Sure. I tried pairing it. I tried casting to the display and then trying to pair the peripherals as over uh, on Bluetooth. They weren't showing up, and I didn't know how to why it wasn't showing up. So my solution to that was plug in straight in, circumvent the function of being totally wireless. The display is wireless, but because of the uh, USB-C cable connected, now I have power, I have headphone jack, I have keyboard and mouse, and I have uh, basically full functionality of NextDoc in that solution. Nice. And I think that was, for me, the hybrid solution. Where the confusion happened is um, everybody else was saying that it's only wireless, and you can actually plug it into the Ready4 Assistant. There is an app, which I think they sure. changed it from when we first right, used to right, use right. it. So you can use it on either a PC, a But Mac. again, it's, that's going over data. You're not putting video out through the USB-C. Well, see, that's the thing. Actually, it is. But it's a, a it's almost like a a, a, a protocol, it's like a P2P t- t- transmission. It doesn't right. just do video out. It only t- transmits video to ready for assistant. 
Yeah. So you have to have the client and the client connects to it via, uh, basically they create a secure connection yes. and that's how the protocol works. And without that's, that- That's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Is because if you weren't doing ready for, you could just do screen mirroring and you and can't you... do screen mirroring. So if you have software that is interpreting the data sent from the phone to create the visuals, then you can emulate ready for the, and i feel like the ready for on, on to a certain computer. to a certain level i feel like it actually is using wireless in in part of that experience i don't mm -hmm. think it's purely direct i think what it does as it's connecting over usb because when you connect when you connect any motors at least the one that support ready for you get a selection of things you could do file sharing you know pictures transfer date whatever and charging and then the top option is ready for and you can select what you want to do so from that selection i was able to run it on my pc and I think with the amount of questions that I got in the in the video that I pushed out this morning, I felt like I think a video needs to be done just showcasing how Ready for works. Well, this is where and how we different need it is. clearer language because all of our desktop conversations are being fielded by guys like us, and we're kind mm -hmm. of making this stuff up as we go along. Mm -hmm. There's not as much advertising coming from Samsung and Huawei and Honor and Motorola about these advanced computer modes anymore. Yeah, they still not have them, but they don't talk Huawei about pulled. them. They don't, yeah, yeah, they don't yeah. talk about them. So mm -hmm. now I kind of feel we need to delineate. There is wireless ready for, and that works mm -hmm. over Miracast, I think, yeah. just Miracast? Mm -hmm. yeah. Just Miracast. So it works, yeah, over, just works over Miracast. Over Wi-Fi to whatever supports a, it. a wireless video signal to something that can receive a wireless video signal. Yeah. Then we have wireless ready for, but with cabled accessories. So that's mm -hmm. what you're doing with the next dock. It's yeah. technically mirror casting to the display, but you can still use the keyboard and mouse and accessories over a cable. Okay. Yeah. And, now, and it will only work with something that supports that protocol. I think uh, it, yes. no other solution not, would work. It's not cabled ready for, it's no. cabled accessories using wireless, wireless ready and that, for. Yeah, exactly. And then we have. That's exactly how my video. I'm going to snip this part and I'm going to just put that in my video and just call I, it. Yeah, yeah, this isn't going to help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying so hard here. It's I not going to help. You. I need to put beautiful but, buttery B-roll over this and we'll be fine. Right. So the 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 last thing we've got is emulated ready for where mm -hmm. you need a computer running a ready for client computer or to tablet the data. actually. Oh, I yeah, ran... that's right. That's right. They're, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I ran it on the on the on the Samsung S8, <laughs> just to mess with the the Dex experience in here. Sure. Just run Ready for on it. Why not? I, you know what? It's it's. It, I heard you like desktop mode, so I put a desktop mode in your desktop, desktop mode. mode. Inception, you baby. Bam. Um, but now Sorry. we have emulated desktop mode where yeah. you are not sending video out; you're sending data which mm -hmm. another computer has to then render yeah. as an this... emulated version of Ready4. So we really have three different versions of connect a phone to something and use it like a computer. Yeah. And this to me is very challenging to express in a way that's easy to understand the pieces and parts that someone needs to use it. And, and I think and that's this is cool because I want, advanced computer functionality on all premium devices. That, and we should have been able to do this with most. So this is the thing that's always been a challenge for me. Samsung's been in the U.S. market, and I'd say, you know, in my video, obviously Samsung's been dominating the flip experience for many years. Sure. Moto brought in a couple of generations of their Razer, but they brought them in yeah. more of a mid-ranger experience, only as mid-rangers. 
the biggest challenge there is once you start looking at specs and in the way sales and, and availability and so on, we didn't get them in time. They were available later, launched in China first. It was the whole kind of conversation was very different then. This year, Moto is very much putting saying, look, we're here to play. We're in not only we're here to play. I got I, I'm not only here to play, but check out my buddy coming in a little bit later at a much cheaper price. So the Razer and the Razer Plus are both very good contenders. The Razer is more the flavor of what we've seen in the past. And the Plus is what, what Samsung has been putting out for a while. For that, the fact that they brought in Ready for it, with that being confusing, and again, Part of it was the information that was provided to, to, to editors and media in advance. I think that was where the confusion came in. It was specifically told to us that it was wireless. And I think maybe at some point later on, some software update came in. We just didn't get the updated content. And that's where the experience is a little bit different. It yeah. is, I feel like it's a good solution. Um, the UI element within um, the UI within the Razer Plus, when you first open up Razer, uh, the, the Ready for Experience, which I will probably say is kudos to Motor on this over Samsung because they actually have a UI interface here to be able to functionally sure. set up everything. Yeah. Like that explains all the things you want to do. But first thing that it says at the top, it says, send, would you like me to send the link for Ready for Assistant to your PC yeah. over nearby share? Bam. That's a smart thing to do because you didn't realize that you needed an app. You would have thought mm -hmm. you plug it in. So you will get to that point, but for me, out of the box, with trying to figure that part of experience and then using it on the daily, it was confusing. When I was able to get it to run on the on the next stock, to me, it was after a few trial and errors and, and trying to get things to be smooth. And I realized only the next stock 360 can do this for me. None of my previous generation next stocks will work. Then once I got it running, I was very happy with the solution because I charge my phone, I get the data from the phone, I get everything from it, and the proximity to the display makes the latency very low. There is still no noticeable okay. latency that we've had yeah. because you're not running wired, right? You you yeah. don't have it's, that. It's gonna it's gonna drop frame rate no matter what. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And then the PC side, where again x86 over you know um, XCX, then we realized there's some compatibility there on a PC. It runs beautifully, launches everything that you want, you wanted, and I think that was the biggest thing. But you do need that client and you need to update the client to be the latest edition because my desktop one was expired from last year when I got a chance to play right. with the, the edge uh, 2022 edition. So yeah, but I'm always going to be cranky about the idea of I need a whole computer to use my phone as a computer. <laughs> I've never, that's never vibed with. Yeah. Me. And, and, and so it, like I said, it, it, the, it's not their main focus. That's the biggest right. thing. It's all of these companies with everything that they're putting in there. They're not focusing on those, you know, more than the device experience. They're but very I, much focusing I, on I, device. What what I like is mm -hmm. still, I, I I feel like flip style phones are entertainment, fashion. Um, you know, I think Samsung is right. They called the Z Flip a statement phone because it is. it's it is. Yeah, yeah. so. So I appreciate all that, but. There's still this idea of I spent a lot of on a phone and the mm -hmm. phone is ridiculously powerful. So let's say we're traveling and you're in a hotel room and you just want to throw to a TV that it it bothers me that the Z Flip can't do that. Didn't even have yeah, it did not even have wireless decks. There was no mention so of at no least this is some acknowledgement of 
you might want to use the processing power of this device in some other novel way. Yeah. I, I would prefer <laughs> having video out and cables and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, but no, no, absolutely. at least I, there's this consideration where... We, there, there is a, there's a little bit of also um, form factor restriction. I think at some point I'll say this. The, the outer display is so much bigger than anything that's on the market right now. That is crazy. Like the amount of like the entire back of this phone or the, the top half of this phone is a display. And it's a fully functional display. I mean, I played Call of Duty on this display. Let's just say that. I played this Nerd. at 90 hertz. My Yes. No, I, if you're going to give me a phone where the 144 hertz on the outside and 165 on the inside, I will play Call of Duty anytime, any day. And I did win the match, by the way. I was MVP of that match. So just Huzzah. <laughs> Um, Actually, that was probably a performance advantage having such small screens. You didn't have to reach. Exactly. No, no. Everything was, yeah. I mean, and obviously the game was not very, I, I'll say this. I was not scoping anybody on this one. This is very much a mosh pit type of uh, level sure. that I was playing in there. Sure, it sure. worked fine. But um, the, the this is the other thing. I mean, like, again, 165, 165 hertz on a display on a flip phone. Like, yeah. come on. And 144 on the external display, like. Like it's crazy. Now, just so you know, though, it doesn't run in those modes at 165 and and uh, and 144 all the time. It runs 120 on the inside 90% of the time, and it runs 90 frames per second on the outside um, in, in standard modes. And what I mean by that is if you're not running a game, when you run a game and you turn on the performance mode functionality, it kicks it up to high performance to 144, 165, and that's how I was able to demo that on the in my video where I was showcasing the just the, the UFO test site. How yeah. I was able to ref, get the refresh rate to, to show and demonstrate that it does hit those numbers. But yeah. So I just want to highlight a comment here from Michael Peppertech, uh, where I see decks the decks on PC and ready for on PC stuff is where you have a personal computer and a work phone. You have access to everything on the phone yeah. without having to have another PC. I, I, I guess I get that. Um, like, for example, uh, you know, my wife works for an organization where she has a work phone yeah, and same. a work laptop. So that's not... Again, I, I know every company is going to have different, like, bring-your-own-device policies and, you know, equipment that's... Um, handed out by the corporation. So sometimes maybe you get a work laptop, but they don't issue you a work phone and vice versa. So I get it, but I don't believe that Dex or Ready For are really being designed with that as like the primary. You know, like to me, mm -hmm. the way that it, especially the way that Ready For is so entertainment focused as well. I know there's got to be like a corporate IT idea of what Ready For can be, but I don't believe Motorola is going into there saying like, well, what if someone has to bring their laptop from home, but they've got their work phone? And so we're going to do that because no one's buying Motos no, that run Ready no, no. For and issuing and I, them as, as, well, no, no, no. as phones even for, for the company companies that are. So uh, the, the, during, in my day job, obviously, in my companies uses iPhones and Android and so on. Mm -hmm. And um, because I tip, I do I review Android all the time, I chose not to go with an Android device. But like, you have an iPhone. option to get an Edge Plus as a as a as a phone no, from your IT and, department. Uh, the IT department pretty much is stuck to Samsung and iPhone. It's almost like it it only works with those two solutions. Um, and even for Samsung solutions, they never reference Dex. Dex is never a solution. It's not an option. It's not something that they recommend. They don't even discuss. Most people that have a, let's say, a, an S twenty three Ultra or you know, Note twenty three Ultra, 
have no idea that decks even exist. It, again, it's a conversation that's left to people like you and I that are passionate about these type of solutions yeah. because, it, it, you know, I want that multi-purpose tool. I, I want Lilo yeah. multi-pass. I mean, not multi-pass in that sense, one card, but like multiple <laughs> functionality. Yeah, yeah, Lilo multi-pass all the time. I felt like in the heyday of Huawei and Samsung fighting it out, the yeah. Huawei EMUI desktop mode. And, and it's still there. That seeing... Yeah, Huawei still does that. Honor but, still but, does it, but... Yeah. I feel like we were so close to you've got a monitor and a keyboard somewhere in your home and you just plug your phone into a little dock and maybe the dock has cooling on it or maybe it's just like a little stand up dock. But, but then Honor the used phone to do just a dock powers with the cooling inside uh while we did your yeah. your yeah. keyboard and mouse and every person in the home has their own computer, so you don't mm-hmm. have to have a family desktop. It's just mm-hmm. a family monitor and keyboard and i felt like we were so close to realizing that and then well why do that when you should also own a phone and a tablet and a laptop and a desktop yeah instead yeah no i know exactly i i feel like we're slipping now i mean a part of that is also like one plus and pixel great tablets no no absolutely but <laughs> like I, and i and I, the phones and I, so that they, they make are more powerful or as powerful as the tablet so now you're just buying repeated computing well, power the, the concern that i have with, with what we had with oneplus is at as soon as they released the tablet the video out functionality went out the door that yep. was like okay that hurt because then I was like, wait, we, we love the fact. I mean, we didn't have desktop mode. I mean, we did. We have like broken desktop mode. But at least you had video out on the pro side. So yeah. I, I, so that's literally, this is where I feel like the, you're right. It, it's the, you could do this and that. And no, no, I think the OnePlus pad has a very, it's a powerful piece of tech. And I think, with the, the by the way, the, the OnePlus 11 finally received the update that allows it to do all of the things we were talking about at the time when we were first, you and I doing our video content and so on, when we had mm-hmm. our units. And, um, and, and I'm, by the way, I'm, I'm still trying to see if I can get my, my hands on, on a, on a second rotation or something. Sure. Not a word back, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of things going on and it, I'm not necessarily very pushy on it because I have a lot more things going on, but long story is um, they've, they've, they've set it up in a way where it's super, it is like you said. It's a productivity. It's a laptop replacement, but it's truly the entire experience. It's a powerful PC in in its right its rightful mind. And I wish they had focused on something more desktop like, even if that that was their default experience. So maybe we'll see something like that with Android fourteen or something. I don't know. Where where Google I feel like isn't trying to push this tablet as a productivity tool. Like the case they provide you is a kickstand case that still yeah. lets it dock with the dock. At the end of the day, they want you to leave this tablet on a dock. They want it to become that that smart display. So this is where I I feel a little bit like, although I may want to take it with me to the living room, I don't necessarily think that this is going to be my productivity tablet when I travel. Because at the end of the day, I feel like, okay, I I have like, I I, I still haven't figured out that solution of how does the Pixel tablet fit into the Pixel ecosystem? Because like... Well, you know what I mean? th- this is this is the shifting of Google's priorities, and it feels mm-hmm. like Chrome has taken the public backseat because Chrome sales couldn't sustain pandemic rates, yeah. which I think yeah. is a huge missed conversation to have with the people that went out and bought Chromebooks. Mm-hmm. Chromebook sales surged, 
and companies that made Chromebooks kept acting like they would keep selling like that forever. Yeah. And then yeah. schools hit saturation point and consumers hit saturation point and Chromebook sales took a steep nosedive. But that doesn't mean they're not being used. The ecosystem oh. has never been healthier for Chromebooks. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there are more Chromebooks. But all of the conversation yeah. from Google right now, especially over the last year and a half, has mm -hmm. been, well, we got to get Android working on big screens again. And so where's the conversation about Chrome slates and Chrome um, yeah. why, why does Why does it and, not have a desktop experience? Um, I like the fact that they incorporated a Chromecast into it. You can cast it. This is the thing about sure. it. Again, this is where the um, the smart display functions come in. You can cast to this. You can um, you can actually connect the, a web connect uh, you know messages version of uh, you know Google Messages so that you can mirror the messages from your phone onto this. All of this is intended to be a again. Those are the smart functions mm -hmm. and a little bit of a PC experience. Um, like I said, it, it needs a few more updates. It needs a few more polish sure. to figure out what the story around it is. But it's a great upgrade for anybody looking for a tablet that like that loves the Google ecosystem there. Um, I think that Material U is matured enough to work very nicely here. Like as a launch product, I don't think they could have done any better. Where it's yeah. a first, type, first of its kind with this type of interface where their own UI is not just stock Android. Sure. This is nice. Uh, but it does so need a little bit. Yeah. I just want to um, kind of address, like, Farhan's bringing up some points about, like, we've been talking about desktop modes and how yeah. I still feel like this stuff could replace a home desktop. And he's kind of, you know, I, I doubt having desktop mode capability will disrupt laptop sales since we do have to get an external monitor or a laptop to use it. Mm -hmm. um, he's also saying, if you think about it, they can make more money by selling phones and laptops bundled together than selling a normal Windows laptop, which I don't believe is true. Um but one of the, the things that I think people keep overlooking with the lapdoc experience that TK and I enjoy is we all are tech enthusiasts here and we're far more likely to flip our phones sooner than the average length of time that someone owns a phone. Like consumers are trying to push their phone usage out to like 28 or 30 months. Mm -hmm. And I'm genuinely the kind of guy who, even if I weren't a tech reviewer, I was flipping my phone every half a year to year. Yeah. That's, so that's I was going yeah. through many, many more phones. The thing about laptop docs, though, is with like just with any display or any keyboard and mouse, you don't need to flip your displays very often. So no. this is my next dock Gen 2. This is the aluminum body next dock that they sold after selling a plastic version. And I still bring this thing out from time to time because I actually kind of like the build on it better than the 360 swivel hinge. It's more it's durable. Sturdier, yeah, yeah. It's sturdier. It's, it's a meteor. It is a little heavier, so it's actually not as nice to travel with. But I actually like the whole laptop experience of using this mm -hmm. better than some of the newer Uperfects and next docks. And this oh, is now going of, on. I think it's almost four years old now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mounted my Uperfect, uh, the 17-inch 4K monitor. Now it's my oh, yeah. external display. So I, I, I have a, I, I've reorganized thing. Yeah, it's closer. It's bigger. Like, oh my god, I got rid of the TV. I could finally open up my window. <laughs> I was like, okay. so yeah. this would be going on its fourth phone generation. So when we talk about using a desktop mode with your phone. We're not saying you buy the whole ecosystem of phone accessories over again year. every yeah. time you buy a new phone. It's 
you can buy some standardized accessories that should last several phone generations. And, and that is the, the critical difference for what we're talking about here. When I rebuild my PC, I'm probably not gonna get rid of my really nice 4K art monitor and my really nice <laughs> ultra-wide gaming that be nice? monitor. Throw all I'm of just that gonna away. pull the PC out yeah. and put the new PC in and just attach everything that I had here before. And that's what I want for people to be utilizing desktop modes. And it's even better mm-hmm. because you could have one home station yep. that multiple people can interact with and you don't need to have keyboard and mouse and monitor and speakers for every house member. You could still have, like when we were young, there was the family PC. Yeah, well, I know. you could still have a family station. And then maybe you also have like something smaller, just like a little mini display that goes in a kid's bedroom. But if you wanted the nicer setup, dad can pop that in. And you don't need to have the duplication of phone and tablet and laptop and desktop. We have such and a massive overlap and accessories. right now. Yeah, the overlap. You can get is... rid of. Let's say you've got four computers per user. You can get rid of at least two computers per user. <laughs> right now, the 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 Apple and, and and Android Vision is you have at least two or more computers per user in your household. Oh, they're, yeah, their That's vision what is, they it's want. three, if, no, four. They want you to have a phone, a tablet, a laptop, and a PC. In theory, that's, the, that's, their, that's their, their heaven and, situation. And, and, and we could obviously... just crack a slightly nicer handheld screen that your phone can plug into. Mm-hmm. Like, the next pad is close. It's not... Great Project Linda, close. man. Every time you say this, I, I, I'm having flashbacks to CES but and again, Project Linda. I, see, I don't want Linda because I don't want anything that's so proprietary oh, to no. one phone design. Yeah, no, no, I actually absolutely. like the NextPad idea better because you mm-hmm. actually have a dual display tablet that has a front-facing webcam. So you're still using the webcam on your phone mm-hmm. if you want to do like a video call or something. And then you have a whole second display that you can do all of the other stuff that you might be interacting with. It's just the way that it's set up on the next pad right now is a little clumsy and the cable sticks out kind of funky. It's a little weird. Yeah. yeah. But the idea is actually better, in my opinion, than like if you bolted the phone to the back. Because then you either have to mount it in a really weird way or your phone becomes more dangerously cradled on the back of it. You and can break your phone more easily. And we've seen a few I'm going to put this back away now oh, yeah, because no, 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 I actually no. really love my next stock and I don't want to <laughs> like just put it on the floor. Um, We've seen a few generations of that um, where I think Samsung had one. I think um, the the Motorola Atrix used to have a dock that turned up up into a desktop mode. What we're trying to say is the general usage, for general usage, seriously, like from a functional standpoint, a desktop experience gives you a bigger canvas to use the apps and the functions that you like on your phone. Mm to enjoy on a bigger display in a desktop style experience. The reason why it makes sense, it's because it reduces the amount of performance your phone has to push itself because it's not going to have to push the display. It's not going to have to try to do a whole bunch of other things. It reduces the resources out of the phone and enables to push all of that and have it be run on a display that's outside, a keyboard and mouse on the outside, and then still be induced and be able to leverage the 5G connectivity. I think this is where it becomes very... Um, and, and, you know, and again, the only thing you have to do to upgrade that experience is probably upgrade your phone. That's it. Yeah. 
this is this is why next stock for me made perfect sense and when i when i heard wireless when i heard the the ready for was coming wireless it literally did i didn't have to think twice i knew <laughs> I that the like, next right i just like in my mind i'm like <laughs> i i this is exactly how i'm doing it in the video at the time though i was envisioning it to be very much like um dex was running on the next stock where I connect to it, and then right away the prefer- the peripherals would jump on. And maybe right. I could still be, you know, I may still be able to do that to get it connected. But I like that it's connected wired uh, via wire to get the keyboard and mouse because I have lower latency there. But I also get to charge the phone, so it it keeps the phone fully charged. Obviously, we're running on a thirty eight hundred milliampere battery here, as opposed to the four yeah. or five thousand milliampere. Um, and the external display does so much to help the, exter- the the battery life on this. I rarely, literally, I seriously rarely ever have to f- open up the phone all the way if I'm getting emails, messages, WhatsApp messages, calls. Everything I need to do can be done with a closed phone. And that was literally my biggest harp on the Pixel, on the, um, uh, I want to say the Z Flip 3 when I returned that. Everything right. I had to do on that phone, I had to open it up. This this mm-hmm. is not needed. Everything can run here, yeah. even gaming. So kudos to motor on that for sure uh, again it's it's uh this is I, I, I we don't need to keep harping on this because i feel like i soapbox about this every monday but if we don't acknowledge good practical competition or we kind of hand wave away when a company improves on a product but then mm-hmm. we'll wait for sam apple to catch up and get the same features then uh we miss the actual evolution of these products I mean, like the flip style phones are actually getting better faster than i was expecting i thought we'd just hang out in a really simplified it's like your normal phone but bends in half yeah kind of and i think it, at one, it, it was there for quite some time i think um oppo came in and they basically pushed the yeah. envelope quite a bit internationally this is the thing about it when we we're talking about the u.s in the u.s market i pretty much have two phones to talk about it's the Flip 4 versus the Razer Plus. There's not much to talk. But you go to Europe, you have another big contender playing with you right there, running a Dimensity 9000 Plus. Again, similar to that that tablet that we were talking about, the display is more functional. It's bigger. It, we realized that I think that we needed to be able to do more with these phones than just, you know, the, the whole ingenuity of like, okay, it opens and it closes. Yeah, that's cool. But like, <laughs> you got to be able to do more. You're giving me yeah. a, a flagship processor, but you're, you're capping the experience at a mid ranger at best. And well, I didn't and, like that. And also that. Yeah. let, let's be a, a bit frank that the, the sort of the, the peak, no, 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 sort of the initial stage on this happened at a time where, those flagship grade processors were not good options for phones that would have to have smaller batteries. Yeah. So I, I don't feel Moto was wrong going with like a Snapdragon 765. That yeah, is that the was... better chip for oh. a smaller communicator phone. And when we got into like the 888s and the HN1s, not good. That was it. Not you... good for, and, and especially for a device that really does technically have less heat dissipation surface area. Yeah. And now and I feel yeah. we can, what I'm really hoping to see is a mainstreamed, it still needs to be expensive because hinges are expensive. It's got moving, bending parts. You can't cheap it. Um, but I hope we can maybe by this time next year see some kind of cost savings in going down to like a Snapdragon 7 Plus Gen 2. 
So the seven plus Gen two is a good massive, balance of it, performance it, and it's a and crazy a processor bit, that I'm yeah. I'm surprised it's not picking up faster. Like seriously, we we got Poco going into that with a seven plus Gen two, and they were like, quiet. Whoa. And 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 I think the biggest thing that I I don't really feel and, like it could be a price tag maybe. It, I'm sure it is because they because Qualcomm had to go back to TSMC. Yeah. So TSMC's fabs are pretty well occupied right now. So I I totally believe that the seven the seven plus, plus Gen, Gen two, two yeah. is not as cheap as some previous iterations of seven hundred series Snapdragons. But that's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. By this time next year. Mm-hmm. There is almost no performance deficit that I would imagine from a flip style experience. The flip style experience is not being billed as the crazy over the top gaming, crazy over the top content production platform. Mm -hmm. That to me is the sweet spot for we're going to put a smaller battery in there because of the hinge. Now we've got a chip that runs more efficiently in that kind of performance per watt. Mm-hmm. But but like to what you're saying, we need that little bit of extra time for the yields to come down in price so that it makes sense to put that in the next phone. And I think we're almost there. And again, we could go another year on a Dimensity 9000. Oh, absolutely. 9000 9, plus, I think they're, they're the, 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 again, I, the compute power we have right now is way overkill. It's the optimizations, that, yeah. the generational upgrades over you know megahertz and gigahertz. I think it, the biggest thing that we we benefit from is probably more optimizations on the back end with audio, with the ISP, with the processing, with the coprocessors. That's where we're getting a lot of the leverage that we're getting here. If you notice, that's the biggest words like the V2 processing. There we have the uh, the the coprocessors on Oppo devices, but the reality is yes. The I mean we're still seeing devices come up with a six ninety five for the love of God the Nord the yep. Nord N thirty launched with an, uh, a Snapdragon six ninety five how nice is it is it is just to pick up like a Pixel four A and yeah. it's still current yeah no absolutely it, it, there's it, it's a crazy experience to say that yeah it, the reality is we may switch phones quite a bit but the people right. are able to last for quite some time no My mother we, and father rely on the Pixel three A and the three A XL oh they're and still, they're still have yeah yeah. They are not. There is no. I think my brother-in-law might still have a Pixel Three A. I, don't I gave know them my Three A and Three A XLs. Between the two, my father-in-law is the XL, and so on. And seriously, we see them quite a bit. And then every time we see them, they're very happy with their phones. They could take great pictures. I just showed my yeah. mother-in-law how to do the the blur background function within nice. Google Photos. Like it's little things, and she's like, "Oh my god, my phone can do this!" I'm like, "Yes, it's in." There. And not only can your phone do it now. This it's is been, a new feature that was added in software that it couldn't do yeah. when you first got it. When so you first got the phone, your phone was... got better, and it was three hundred and fifty dollars brand new, and you got it for free. <laughs> like, but stare, no, see, a three hundred and fifty dollar phone, a four hundred yeah. something with the XL model, it's crazy pricing. The seven A is still a very, very capable uh, chip, but I think if somebody yeah. has a four A, five A, and a six A. You're still stu- you're still set. I think the 7A is definitely more of the 3A if you want to do a massive leap forward in time kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but all in all, I, I'm waiting to see what the what the new Razer standard Razer will do. That's the one running the 7 Gen One. So mm-hmm. when we look in that in that market, we're going to start seeing a slightly older processor, but it's going to be how that price point comes in. How much yep. cheaper is it from a thousand dollars? Where the thousand dollars gives me the 8 Plus Gen One. You know, all the bells and whistles that Moto has to put out. And then 
how does that experience change? Oh, nice. and the big kicker, even though it's a, it's a slower processor and more mid-ranger, it's a bigger battery. That phone will last you longer. Oh, so yeah. like by I already know that part. But yeah, no, it, there's a lot of excitement around that, I, and I think it's 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 good to see competition. Let's say that it, it's, it's very. Good. It's why I still love checking in on companies like Infinix. Like I'm oh. not going to turn my whole channel around and and just talk about Infinix. Yeah, yeah, but, no, I, you know, it's like one of the lowest end Helio MediaTek SOCs, but it's got crazy fast charging and a 5,000 milliamp hour battery. Oh, like 120 so hertz refresh is, rate. And yeah, and, no, and exactly. so, I mean, it's got those are the, you know, it's the Helio driving 120 hertz can sometimes get a bit chuggy. Oh, don't get me um, wrong. It, it's but, a budget phone. It is not marketed. It, but it's, but this, is, this is where we kind of lose sight because... If you live in a region, this isn't unique to North America. If you live in a region where you have some competition and you have options, then mm -hmm. it's easy to look at, at, at an Infinix and go, mm, it's kind of a cheap phone. But the Infinix is built to be sent to regions where a lot of the people living there don't have a ton of options and economically are not at a place where they're able to pick through numerous older premium devices. And so then you look at like this is a phone that MSRP full MSRP is going to be like 200 bucks and it's got all these bells and whistles on it but for it having this lower performance SOC it's like 3 days of battery life and Which... then you fast charge it and the entire thing goes from like empty to full in like 35 minutes and you're like this makes so much more sense for someone who might have inconsistent power this is the primary computer that person will be able to afford. They had their choice of owning a laptop or owning a phone. And trust now me, they've the got a phone wins. that, even though it's not going to render 4K video efficiently or quickly, <laughs> is going to last them three days on a charge in an area of the world where they might need to have occasionally tap a generator because their power is inconsistent and this is what they can do. Yeah. And I feel if we brought some of that, now obviously it's not like I'm saying everyone needs to like scrimp and, 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 and like go severe, go austerity. But if we brought some of that mentality to our smartphone reviews, the idea of a foldable that's still expensive, but running one of these mid-ranger SOCs brings a big benefit to the people that aren't taxing graphics intense gaming aren't rendering 4k video yep they would probably prefer having less cpu performance per cycle and getting 20 percent better battery life no and we I... can do that on a snapdragon 7 series but we keep impressing upon people well you need to have it needs to be a flagship is it a flagship or is it a premium flagship or is it a is it a flagship from a budget brand or is it a, <laughs> an expensive flagship and yeah. all these dumb words that we use to describe this but my family, they're all on mid-rangers now. Marie no. likes the Xperia 1 Mark IV. Doesn't get as good a battery life as her Pixel did. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> She's There's not a, thrilled about that. It, it's a different one, well, but that's the thing. The 1 Mark IV is a very different use case No, no, no. Uh, we, 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 don't, we don't need to, like, go I think go the, five, through, uh, the 5 would have been perfect. The, the 5, I think the five is going to help. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when, when we out. can go Xperia 5 Mark V and she the can five, get... Five. <laughs> a, a better performing SOC, still 5,000 milliamp hour battery. Yeah. Um, th that'll help. But this really showcased for me, especially, mm -hmm. my wife loves everything about this Xperia. She doesn't like how big it is. Um, she definitely doesn't like that. She thinks it's cool, like when the camera like locks on Lex's eyeball. Cause like 
no pixel has ever done that. no no for, yeah, uh, yeah yeah i iaf is is super good and, and on but, pets if you have pets oh my god this is again reinforcing where samsung owes a humongous apology to the entire smartphone industry for the last two years before yeah where this thing is ridiculously powerful but you can nuke the battery unintentionally yeah. and my wife is pretty good at finding <laughs> ways to unintentionally nuke the battery so i i i i keep wanting to find new and novel ways to express this because mm -hmm. I talk to family and friends and you're like, you think you need the most expensive phone. You're barely using a fraction of what that phone can do. And you would genuinely be happier if your phone got better battery life. Like that's a critical feature for you. Why is it so hard? I mean, we're so afraid of getting the cheap phone and then even if you don't love the cheap phone, your cost per year is so much lower. If you oh, don't yeah. love the expensive phone, you're stuck with a much higher cost per year and you are not using that phone to that level. So it's, it's just really tough because psychologically we've done such a number on consumers and we've kind of tricked them into voting with their wallets but against their own main desires. Like... Yeah. The things you care about, you don't really have on phones anymore, and you're buying things that actually do a worse job of the stuff that you say you care about. <laughs> it, it's the 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 experience is definitely shifting, and we have a much bigger overlap between devices at this point, which is again why you you would you would benefit from consolidating certain things like a multi-purpose functional display what what the pixel is trying to do with the with the tablet that we have now it's a multi-purpose display it's a tablet and it's a smart display and it's trying to live that in between life right now and trying to figure out its space in your smart home it's not going to replace a smart home uh, display it's not going to replace a tablet entirely by itself mm -hmm. it's trying to again it's like a motorcycle it's trying to split lanes and it it's it's a tough game to play but yeah one thing that I do want to say that I feel like has been splitting lanes very nicely for me and has been yeah. conf conforming to more of a functional thing that oh, I feel like we... Oh, that's interesting. We, we, we may both hold, have hold the on. same... Hold on. Oh, you, 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 wait, did you just so, take the one from my side, dude? Like, what up? Oh, that's weird. Hold on. Let me, let me just wait, hand uh, it back to you. Under, the yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, this one. This one. Like, yeah, yeah, can yeah. I... so, so hold on. Let me, let, me, let me see. Can you just hand it, hand it back? Oh, yeah, here quick. you go. Here you go. Oh, can, can you grab it? Okay, thanks. Um, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> this is a terrible. Very we bad. Work like, on the hand choreography on this. Okay. Next time we practice this in the in the pre in the pre yeah. show, please. Yeah, next time. Yeah. yeah like because I finally was able to actually do this where it kind of went to you in the right like like. And oh, then I, I grabbed can it from I the wrong halfway? side and quickly yeah. tried to. And then you get but, like, but you also have the wrong attachment on. How 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 nice how nice <laughs> is this? Yeah. Having the Xiaomi 13 Ultra. Uh, well, first of all, I'm just happy that it's green because green was the correct color. Well, so that's the um, one I wanted in the first place. Yeah. This is what happened. The, the every, phone looks the best in green. All, all of the creators, as far as I remember, that, that went well, – not a, that, that was seated or there were sent units because this is a, a device that sent, was sent to me by, by Xiaomi. They all got the green one. <laughs> and I ended yep. up getting the – and nothing's wrong with the, the black color one. I just – I think no, aesthetically it's, it's I love – it, It's the wrong one. It, it, it wasn't they the sent right... you the wrong one. TK, they had a whole bunch of black ones left Actually, over in a bucket. And they were like, oh, I don't know. Give that one to TK. Th there, was an <laughs> there was an apology email. But no, the... Oh. And this is what happens when you take things out and don't put We're them doing it live. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> oh, my God. We're breaking things live. 
No, no, so I'm... currently, I, yeah. I think I'm torn. Mm -hmm. um, it, for me, it's a toss-up between uh, the 13 Ultra and the Xperia 1 Mark V as my favorite camera phones of the year. It's a and tough one, so yeah. The, the 1 Mark V got such a nice... Fundamentally different. Oh, yeah. But one of the things that I think might push me over to the Xiaomi side of this conversation is literally this case and photography kit because they're finally doing the thing that I have been begging. I have been on so many calls with Sony PR reps asking for these kinds of features and they won't give us an accessory kit that can do some of this stuff. Yeah. I've got a whole bunch of 67 millimeter lens filters on order now. Yeah, I know. Because yeah, yeah. I, I want to play more with like dedicated filters. And I just got this in today. So this is an eight stop neutral density filter. ND filters, baby. That was the first, like the first so, thing I came to my mind was ND filters. Yeah. So I, the first thing I was like, oh, I can finally use my circular polarizer. So you can kind of help reduce reflections in your videos a little bit. Because I've been yeah. doing almost all my B-roll uh, on this. But now... I've got this where I can cut like eight stops, which is going to be huge for a phone that only has a dual stage aperture. Like the ability to add proper accessories is phenomenal. I mean, it's so handy. It's the whole purpose. Yeah. I, it's killing me that. So tell me, you showed a picture of this off on social media. I did an unboxing video on this. How many yeah. people did you get? commenting boy that sure reminds me of that lumia 1020 right i got and actually i got, I got even one i got a, i got one even saying well samsung did this before and they i'm like oh yeah no 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 samsung no no this is very much yeah it, it's it's a massive inspiration going on from what we get i mean when you say collaboration with Leica, when you talk about performance of, of a system that is it truly, it's a camera with a phone attached to it. The main yeah. experience on this device is truly where camera first, phone second. Uh, actually, I've never, I don't actually want to even say that. I've never made a single call on that phone I, for, for the most part. I've always used data and I've always, uh, yep. I've always used it as a camera. But no, for me, it's, it has been B-roll content capture, um, uh, just photography, enjoying it as just what it is. And the fact that we get the button on this and the fact that I don't have to even turn on or unlock the phone, by pressing the button, going on, it automatically opens it up and I jump into a camera mode. Yep. It it, it did all of that. That's and this is really this nice. is the... This is the Sony inspiration that I'm... And of course, in the, of course with uh, what we get originally with the Lumia, but the those are the things I... I, that's what made it worth it for me. When I got the kit, because I spent like about $180 or so on it to get it, and it waited for such a long time. And like, was it, it worth it? a long time it? to get here. Yeah. yeah. Once you get it, you're like, it's so worth oh. it. This is the accessory. Oh, that's nice. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's like, wow, but I don't know why I waited so long. But like, for, yeah. For, no. getting, for getting those comments about, oh, yeah, like Lumia 1020 or, oh, Samsung did something kind of mm -hmm. like that one time, but not really. How disappointing is it? Those are the, the options that we have to turn to. There hasn't been no, a Huawei no. Camera accessory with, with kit all of and their grip. yeah with all of their improvements with all of, with all of their optical experience and, they, and that entire relationship they had with Leica. Think about prior how to going to a this Xiaomi. would be yeah on an honor. How incredible would this be? I, I brought this up after the X seventy Pro came out. Mm -hmm. Why hasn't Vivo 
done this a photography smartphone kit yeah I I I, per, I point blanked on Sony the exact same thing um, after the Xperia One Mark One came out because I you I think you went to it too that Sammy's camera um, oh in Pasadena workshop. yeah yeah, yeah. Sony oh, was yeah, doing yeah. a whole bunch of those workshops and there was one of the workshops was like uh, shooting content on phones for short films and the person who was hosting it had an Xperia One Mark One and he had 3D printed a case for his Xperia One Mark One to put lens filters on. So he could shoot this short film about like a, a ballet dancer, you know, yeah. she, like a whole day in the life. And she's like eating breakfast and catching the train and going to a studio, you know, off, off, off Broadway. And she dances under the lights. And you're like, this is amazing. I love every minute of this. How did you shoot it? Oh, I printed a case and it's got a giant lens filter on it so that I could like control light better. And you're like, your ambassadors, Sony have been doing this to improve the photo and video capabilities of your phones. And, and I think this is the thing. It's, it's not even going to be the camera showdown. It's going to be the accessory showdown. I think is going to nudge me into... And, and I'm, I'm also happy to say... Uh, Xiaomi that, over Sony this year. That Xiaomi is focusing on bringing this internationally. They didn't keep the accessory China only. Like, so they brought the 13 Ultra internationally and it's available. And they brought this with it. So the experience is they're very much showcasing the best of what yeah. they're able to do and why. So between the, the Find X6 Pro and the, the Xiaomi 13 Ultra right now, I feel like I'm in heaven. I got the perfect yeah. combo of devices that can do anything and everything I want to shoot from content creation, content capture, processing. We have a very fast processor in here, very good balanced temperatures that we get there. Large amount of storage, a large amount of RAM, no issues uh, you know, with any problem as far as performance. And, and then it's like, you know, when I was waiting for Omar today, I was uh, I was cutting up some uh, a quick reel just for, for a couple of cases I got for the Northern 30. Mm -hmm. And then I have a couple another short video that I want to do, like a couple of minute, two, three minute video. I'm cutting my yeah, I'm doing more and more realistically other than the like the big long videos. I can I'm starting to do more in mobile. That's the big thing about them. Oh, and this yeah. is where a phone like this that can shoot the content in really good quality. I, like. I think I gave up on shorts and reels from my mirrorless cameras almost immediately. Yeah. And no, now it's, it's, uh, so I started with Vivos. Vivo, um, the so X70 Pro Plus camera was camera my number one since on that CES till the X90 then Pro. Then the, yeah. the Xiaomi 12S Ultra came in. Oh, yeah, that's right. I kind of just switched over to that. Yeah, and yeah, now yeah. with the the Vivo X90 Pro and the... Uh, 13 Ultra. The, the 13 Ultra, that the, the phone that we're talking about right now that I just spaced on the numbers. What the day letters. is it? It's Friday, right? <sighs> um, it was some, it's Friday somewhere. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So now we, we are, we're, I think we're finally realizing some of this latent potential. Mm -hmm. But I need companies to still kind of keep taking this seriously. So, I mean, like uh, Farhan has, an, has a, a comment here. I'm not sure if Sony can pull the adapter ring idea on their current Xperia phones, but Vivo can, can easily, can easily I think it, do it. Yeah. I, 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 it's a challenge no matter what you do, yeah. because what you have to acknowledge is you're turning something that, that goes from a pocketable handheld mini computer into something that is far less pocketable. This really isn't a good phone fully kitted out the Xiaomi 13 Ultra with this extra grip and this big lump of glass. Because you also have to be really careful when you're handling your filters that you don't get fingerprint smudges all over it. You don't have a lot to hold on to. Yep. So invariably, you're going to get dumb smudges on this. You're going to have to kind of wipe it, you know, like clean it in between each use. 
So when you look at or, how... Or you can get one of these, Juan. Uh, I've seen many, many, many people use them. Uh, I don't know if you've seen them before. Uh, yeah. Oops, yeah I, the, the charcoal cleaner? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I uh, right there. You haven't been... You can't focus on it, but... Yeah, I, I, I've seen those too. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but the, the reason why even like a Vivo probably wouldn't work... Here, I'm going to show you with a ring instead of handling. Well, so no, no, the Vivo... I, 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 yeah, the Vivo X90 has an offset camera module. So if yeah, you went to a, a a proper like sixty millimeter, even if you you could probably get away with like a fifty eight. Mm-hmm. So like something that's on a kit lens for like a Canon a, uh, APS-C camera. Yeah, yeah, it would still ever so slightly bulge off the off rear the side, which I think that yeah, the, the Xperia side. would they would get the same. So the guy who had the Xperia one, oh, the no, Xperia the one, one Mark one had a was... centered. Yes, had a center camera centered. module. Yeah, that was the first gen. But to get 67 millimeter filters on that thing, it was still overshooting. So even with the Xperia 1 Mark V, if you had the filter off the side, mm-hmm. no one's going to care. You've got the filter on there. You care about the output. You care about what the camera can do. And we're not saying this is mainstream, adding real lens filters to your phone. That's not average consumer. Oh, uh, but so I'll, the I'll, person I'll who's interested in the doing grip. that yeah, yeah. is the not grip in your care. back pocket, if you try, slits off. Yeah. I've tried that. I put it in my back pocket and all I see is like, wait, hold on a second. Why is it oh. coming? Like, oh, yeah. It, it, because it's not clamped. It's a, it's a slide like a on. little push. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, you, could, you could use it with this case. So this could be just the case that you want 90% mm-hmm. of the time. And then you can basically put the accessory on and use it. Well, no, no, uh, no. But snap the little thumb switch. No, no, I know, I know. What I'm trying to say though is, it's so, no, still it, no. It's now it's snug. It I, is. See, I, so, I'll, I'll fix it for you. Thank you. I no, know. No, I'm no. completely missing the point of what you're trying. I'm, I'm doing. What I'm trying to say is, it's like job. if you don't remember doing that, it does come off. But otherwise, <laughs> it you're right. right it's slap. It's it connects on, but it, it, it isn't really meant to be pocketable. It is it, supposed to be treated like not a camera. At all. Yeah. yeah. You don't put your camera in your back pocket, and if you do, we have to talk about the size of those pockets. So there's. Because you also you you don't want to do a lens filter that is butted up against the borders of the camera housing. Mm-hmm. You want the extra clearance because you've got multiple focal lengths. Like ult, the ultra wide actually does kind of interfere. Um, I've got one uh, filter housing that you can see vignetting mm-hmm. because the ultra wide is wide enough to kind of catch. The side of the, the very yeah, the edge edges. of the glass, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you actually do want larger clearance, and at this point, we're talking about a very specialty use. But this is for an expensive phone that supposedly handles specialty use. Mm-hmm. No one's going to care if you've got a lens filter that exceeds the borders of the phone case. Because on top of this, I'm also going to be looking at. Um, hold on, let me see if I can pull this box out without making too much of a calamity here. Um, but one of my camera cages, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. my small, small rig or my B script. Mm-hmm. So I'm already <laughs> you're already beyond <laughs> not the, using the, a phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, I and I think the uh, the biggest thing that you probably want to keep in mind is do this live. 
what you're trying to do is something that isn't intended to be used with a general phone. So I don't think the use case, it's such a niche thing. Nobody is going to stumble into this accessory kit, especially at the price point that it's in right now. And the over the, yeah. the price mark, the, 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 sorry, well, the, the overpriced, yeah, it's, it's, it's pricier than it needs to be for. Oh, no, no, absolutely. Folks. And, but I mean, a big part of that was also because we didn't realize that it was going to come internationally. We thought this was a very – at the time of the announcement, it was made to believe mm-hmm. that it was a, a limited edition announcement and launched accessory kit that you could only get at the time with this one in China. So we all ended up jumping on the bandwagon. And I think um, Gistop is basically uh, definitely doing a good job of delivering. I'm happy with that at least. Um and I'm happy with the product. It came in very nice, pristine, fits perfectly, and it, it made it made it made it for me that I was able to enjoy my device even more. Oh my god, look at that! Small. Wait, this is not. This isn't the small. This rig. is the B script. This yeah. is the B script. Yeah. So yeah, small rig won't work until I remove the plate because it's got the lens cover for oh, yeah, little yeah. attachable lenses, which that ain't gonna fit. <laughs> so but now you, you can you go handles. to a, a cage or a grip and. Yeah, yeah. And now I've got like a little cold shoe. I've got some other threaded. I could add some other accessories. Well, you also have like a a legit uh, tripod mount at the bottom. Yeah, and and a tripod thread. Yeah, that's one thing I wish this case had uh, because you'd still need to have a clamp to be able to mount it on any kind of tripod. But yeah. The the Ulanzi clamp. Mm -hmm. So I said this in my unboxing, but um, I think I've got that behind me too. Uh, Yes. So the Ulanzi is the perfect clearance um, for when you have the camera grip on. So I'm going to throw the little thumb switch. Mm-hmm. So there's the camera grip. There's the power button. So there's this little thin space right between the edge of the grip and the yeah, power I'm, button. I'm having Xperia flashbacks of all the time when we were trying to find the right mount right? that fits between the buttons. Because it was the one Mark IV had, I think, what, four bu- three buttons? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at and that. And that fits exact. There's no clearance. There's no additional room, but it, it's on there perfect. Um, so the Ulanzi yeah, mount I, with the camera grip on the Xiaomi 13 Ultra right now is, I think, the best combo for popping this on a tripod right now. I like it. Uh, and then I think the video, so the, the video, the Ulanzi video uh, tripod will do the exact same. I think that one's actually hey. even thinner, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's actually a little skinnier from uh, from a form factor. But I don't trust those as much, and I like the metal ratcheting action on their proper. It's on more the secure. Ulanzis. Yeah, you can you yeah. can set the tension, and it's not dependent on once uh, how how the 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 rubber. You and, know, and the, the was asking and... if this came with the Xiaomi 13 Ultra. No, this is an, a separate accessory kit that sold. Um, separate so yeah it's supposed to be about 80 dollars it's supposed to be about 80 bucks in china it is which is not that expensive more than twice as expensive importing it um but when you think about how expensive the xiaomi 13 ultra is how expensive the camera accessory kit is how expensive some nice filters are going to be i don't want to put that because that's that's almost as much as a mirrorless camera with a good prime on it I don't want to put that on a tripod with the little clippy spring mount <laughs> that fits well, in I, the base of the tripod. I think for me, with with most of my content I've been shooting right now, is all is, has been mostly handheld. I haven't really been focusing. I've I've gotten pretty good at doing uh, like uh, what I was going to say, gimbal pan shots with the with my yeah. devices. And for times where I'm not able to do a really good one, I overshoot wide. 
and I crop in with stabilization and Da Vinci does such an amazing job. I mean, I'm seriously mm-hmm. impressed with this, the voice focus uh, mode yeah. that we have in there. That is just so crazy stuff. Like in my last, um, the ad motor bike that I pushed out um, earlier this week, I, um, I, I recorded the entire thing and it was a lot of wind and it cut through all of that. Like, how did you do that? Like it was crazy, but yeah, that's pretty good. Um, there are many creative ways of creating content with this and the quality of the image, the quality of the processing that you get there and just this overall, the color science. Again, this is the the big thing about video and, and when you're capturing content, it's how the images and how does the video show up and how does that yep. seem? Is it the style that you like? Leica does a very good job here, and we have different options, different you configurations. Leica, the Leica. <laughs> Every time we do, I've got to do that joke. No, no, I. It, it's a. T- and and I apologize to anyone name. out there who's of the Italian persuasion. Where Leica, the Leica, yeah, and it's like he's uh, like this, Juan just destroyed the Leica. It is no, horrifically no. culturally insensitive, and I apologize, but we're probably not going to stop. So yeah. We're gonna Sorry. we're gonna have to like a try it a few couple of times, but you know, <laughs> Zeiss. No, no, I, <laughs> Zeiss even worked with it. <laughs> but no, no. So the the biggest thing I think at this point where it, it is going to be basically trying to leverage those ex, extra accessories, and I feel like I want to try to find a, like a good carrying case for it now to be able to house this, the uh, the mm-hmm. actual you know the different filters that we want yeah. to be able to carry with us, so that you can actually kind of keep it with you take it out, use it like what you do with yeah. a camera. So that that's the biggest thing for me is but just trying even, to find that right compliment. Even for all of that, because yeah. we are talking about adding some silly packed accessories to a phone, mm-hmm. but we're getting so close to like my micro four thirds cameras. What I would need to carry is still radically less. My pack weight is so much lower, and I could get away with, like, my bike's little fanny pack bag, the, mm-hmm. the, the little hip bag that I wear when I'm going to, like, the grocery store and stuff. Yeah. I could pack a day for photography in that as opposed to the ultra-slim lens backpack that I've got. My Book, B-O-O-Q mm-hmm. bag. Yeah, yeah. That's a great ultra-slim bag. I can fit, like, four lenses, two camera bodies, batteries, blah, 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 blah. I can get so close, not quite as good, but I can get so close on the Xiaomi now and I can fit a backpack's worth of capability into a little hip bag. Like that's the evolution that we're seeing. So everything that we're talking about is ridiculous. It's stupid for consumers who buy phones for nice like point and shoot images, but Mm -hmm. If I want to do flowing water and streak long exposures and I want to actually shoot video at 24 frames per second that doesn't look like a stuttering mess and I want I, after we're done with this I'm going to go out to the freeway and shoot a long exposure of brakes and taillights mm-hmm. over the 101 through a chain link fence with the F-stop 4 on my Xiaomi 13 but also with this you know uh, ND actual, filter so I can ND. get like a 30 second exposure off this freeway on that 1 inch sensor and what I'll have to set up is so much smaller, so much lighter than if I were to do the same thing with one of my Panasonics. Yeah, it, it's a it, it's a true shift in paradigm and, and approach to photography and, and content creation. 
And I think that's the biggest reason why primary but you know camera bodies are not selling as much as they used to. One of the main reasons where where I used to have I I bought the A7 IV and actually after using it for about a, almost about three weeks, I realized like there mm-hmm. really wasn't a big reason for me to shift to it. The A7S III is still performing perfectly fine for me for my A camera, but from a carry on yeah. and, and and walk around kind of camera, my mobile phones are doing so much better. And we are lucky enough to say that we between the two of us have had access to two to three different gener- two different devices that carry that one inch type sensor and it is just like once you try it it's it's hard yeah. not to appreciate it and then this is where the color science either be in Hasselblad be it Zeiss be it yeah. uh, be it Leica where the flavoring kind of starts giving you the what which one do you prefer for what project but yeah mm-hmm. I, I'm glad so we're we're still both camera nerds we have our mirrorless cameras and we love them but increasingly i'm looking at when i want to leave the house with my panasonic it's for something very specific very it is not a i just like to take it out and walk around with it like i did way back in the day with my canon dslrs oh yeah yeah. like you know my wife would have her purse and i'd have my (laughs) canon 7d you know we'd go to a theme park and i would bring the canon 7d um I gotta lower the, the the notifications on my tablet because all my notifications. Oh, it's it pinging you. It nice. ping, we, ping. we couldn't we we couldn't really hear it. Uh, oh, good, good. Side. Then don't worry. I'm about just it. sure it was very distracting. Tablet, he is but, fine. But now, um, I, I I feel really well covered on a Pixel Seven Pro on a Note Twenty Three mm-hmm. on a vivo or a xiaomi or i mean you've got the the find x um Mm -hmm. i there it's increasingly i i don't i I don't often feel that that let down like oh all i had on me was my phone and i couldn't quite get the moment that i wanted to capture here is not a feeling i experience very often i feel like Maybe two or three phone generations ago, I, I would have run into the hardware limitations a little bit more consistently. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I remember times with like my LG V30 where I was pushing that thing to its limits on the regular and still would have those instances like, oh, you know what? This probably would have been better if I'd shot it from like my Samsung NX. But I think I got a good version of this. It just would have been better. Yeah. And now there are legitimately times where it's like, no, I'm so glad I didn't try to shoot this from a mirrorless. This was so much easier, so much faster, and I got comparable quality. And, and I think the 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 main aspect of this that's really going to play out for folks, um, maybe not so much in the nicest like art photography or you know really besting the the capabilities of like a good macro lens or that kind of artistic vision, mm-hmm. but man, do these things crush. When you're talking about things like interviews and mobile journalism, I can't ever imagine going into a situation where I'd need to do like travel journalism and packing backpacks full of gear. I've I bring I a couple little have, wireless mics yeah, and yeah. a little mini tripod, and I've, I can do. Anything. I haven't had to do that for at least a couple of years now. I have not had to single time. Every time I travel, my my carry my carry with me. I mean, with the exception of the tripod, which, thanks to your recommendation, it's even smaller now that hey. I don't have to carry the entire thing. Nice, uh, but isn't I, it kind of nice still having your um what, what not Bowers? What is uh? I can't remember the name of 
Oh, the Davis the, and Sanford. Davis and Sanford. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no. It, that isn't one is it kind of nice solid... still just ha- just having it? You're like, I know yeah. I've got that tripod. At any time, I can still break out this really great tripod. Absolutely. When I'm on the move, I got that Ulanzi. <laughs> and I, and it, but, but the thing is, it, it, I've been on this quest of minimizing my travel kit so much. Mm-hmm. Like covering CES, it is so much easier to schlep around the entire con- uh, convention center and, of course, the different hotels and whatever with a much lighter you know kit on you and i think that's the biggest biggest thing for me is you know do do best with what you have and try to do better if you can and as time goes on the kit keeps getting smaller the smartphones are getting better and seriously, at the end of the day, 90% of the content when I'm creating as far as reels and shorts, I never touch a computer. All of that is shot on device, edited on device, uploaded from device. And I wanted to be that way because that is the run and gun, easy. You could do things wherever you are. You're sitting waiting for your kid to finish their karate class, finish their swim <laughs> class, and you're cutting video. You're being productive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or You can yeah. do whatever you want, and that's the that's the benefit of having this much compute power in your uh, in your pocket. This is where we say do more with your devices. Decks, ready for, um, cameras, filters, all of those things are capabilities that I think companies are starting to push because, again, they're wanting to create that ecosystem for photographers, the people that are looking to be more creative without having to spend, you know, two to three thousand dollars and at least two to three thousand dollars for for a body without anything. Yeah. Right? This is a device that will this is what I'll say this. Long after the eight, uh, the eight, eight Gen 2 is a, a decent re- processor, this device will still take great pictures. Yeah. This is where you have to kind of appreciate that this is now, for me, a camera. Yeah. This is a camera, a photography that- tool. And in, the kit just solidified that. That's why I was saying that. I was in my chat before. This is not leaving this. This is staying yeah. in this from now on. <laughs> like, the, the, the except only for charging. That's the only time. Yeah, I was going to say, that. the only time it's going to come off is when I need to charge it because it's just weirdly bulky enough that I can't wireless charge. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's, I, I am definitely speaking from a unique position of privilege. Yeah. I am acknowledging yeah, we, we that, That's true. that I am atypical and that consumers are not going to go out and buy gear the way that we buy gear and companies aren't sending people devices to play with like they might send us devices to play with with marie uh holding on to my xperia one mark Mm four my a cam is a xiaomi 13 ultra my b cam is a vivo x90 pro and my c cam is a xiaomi 12s ultra (laughs) so even for the capabilities of phone cameras this year having improved over last year, the my C camera is still an order of magnitude better as a photography solution than most of the phones that have been released over the last two years. Yeah. And it will still be an ultra-tier worthy device into next year as well. Like... If you have a uh, uh, if you have a Xiaomi Mi 11 Ultra like you do TK, that camera is only just about to be matched by the Pixel 8 Pro. So, almost what I mean is so Xiaomi. To it's two years ago. Pixel six. It was a Pixel six when the Xiaomi 11. Yeah, because the seven came out the last year? year and the 11 came out the year before. It was so we're around the Pixel six. The 11 Ultra came out. The Pixel, uh, the sorry, the 12s Ultra came out when the Pixel Seven came out. So okay, so and then now with the, the 8 Pixel Pro. Eight Pro, two whole phone generations later, 
will finally be ma- it's rumored to be will oh. finally be matching the raw hardware capabilities of the Mi 11 Ultra. I have every expectation that it will probably be about two to three years before we really see like mainstream Samsung, Apple, and Google cameras matching what I like about the Xiaomi 12S Ultra. Yeah. And and that's, again, it's like one of those things where we were talking about, like, yes, I'm flipping phones and talking about new phones every year. I would still be incredibly well served by a Xiaomi Mi 11 Ultra. It, and like, and finally, I'd with the be... Android 13 update, they gave us what they first promised us, which was video. So you could finally use that external, res- the rear display to re- be able to see yourself when you're recording Even a video. little bit better in some ways than the 12S Ultra. It did get better. I'll say that. It did get better for the few people that bought it at launch and still use it at the, at, at a, at a, two year, a year and a half later. Now, yeah. I mean, I'm happy that they finally did it. Obviously, we wanted that. They, obviously, close to day one as possible. But... Um, you're right, man. You know, when you're spending that much money on a device, you are not going to be flipping it every five months, every six months. So it is definitely a, a, a position of privilege. But, and I do, I want to say, but I, it's I also, appreciate being in there and that we're yeah, trusted enough to be, to be able to share sure. our experiences and, 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 and have this. And more issues. just that people are interested in having these kinds of conversations because I yeah. feel it's too easy to get caught up in the what's new this week okay, we talked about it, and now that topic is done. Yeah. Um, we don't always have the luxury of going back. Like, I'm planning a couple of videos over the summer just to look back, maybe even a little longer, mm-hmm. at some of the pre-5G phones that would still be doing fine today as mm-hmm. high performance. Not, not as, oh, you can cover the basic. Like, phones with 855s and even 845s could still be high-performance options today for people you just you would know that like your battery would be dead, you know, like over that period of time. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it, it's um, it's really been kind of an interesting part of this whole conversation is to look at. There's a certain idea of disposability built into a lot of these products, but running them really hard and really trying to see like where is this thing gonna let me down, um, especially getting into the end of last year. Yeah. These capabilities have improved substantially. They're so much more consistent than they've been over the last two years. And uh, I'm just consistently impressed with what I'm able to pull off. So I I hope a part of that message is getting through. And it's getting through in a way where I feel like this year and moving forward, now is actually a pretty good time to look at, is this when I might want to pull the trigger on a more expensive device, because I don't think we're going to see some radical change come along that totally blows me away and makes me regret having bought the Xiaomi 13 Ultra. I have the Xiaomi 13 Ultra. I Mm -hmm. love the Xiaomi 13 Ultra. It is better in almost every way than the Xiaomi 12S Ultra. The Xiaomi 12S Ultra is still way above <laughs> almost any other phone in in terms of raw capability like the 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 differences are are practical like mm-hmm. there are improvements i think if i were using the Xiaomi 12s ultra i could look at the Xiaomi 13 and still have some envy or you know some desire to flip that phone but like i would genuinely still be getting almost all of the same work done on that 12s ultra so i think we're kind of in a safe zone where I'm sure the 14 Ultra next year is going to be even better. 
I'm oh, sure absolutely. it is. Yeah, yeah, it's no. definitely going to be. And how much more better will it really make me feel? Oh, I got to flip my phone. I got to get it. Oh, it would be the thing. I'm going to buy it because it's my job. <laughs> but I well, don't think it's, yeah, yeah. it's dangerous exactly. for other people to pick something like that up and expect I've got a phone that is genuinely going to pace Samsung and Apple and Motorola for the next three years. Yep. And, and, it's, and this is the weird part about it. And I think a lot of people are not covering that because you, the most of the conversations are around the Samsung and the Apple and all of that. But the, what you're missing is, yeah, there are some devices like from what you really want out of them from a, not only horsepower, but capabilities in photography that will, like I said, even when the A10 II stops becoming relevant on this, yeah. this will still be a great camera. This is, it literally, it has solidified itself into where you're able to pick up a camera a few years later and still be able to snap good pictures because it's so far ahead of the curve right now. Yeah. The, the one-inch type sensor is so rare, but we have already, a, a, obviously, an offering from, obviously, three companies right now. But the, the biggest thing that we're seeing here is also some of those experiences outside of Xiaomi, you know, kept into, like I think would say with the Find X6 Pro, at least kept to China only. Vivo did yeah. release the one-inch type sensor, but they gave us a very different flavor than the X90 Pro Plus. So we're... That that's where I felt like the the toss up. Even though the 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 MediaTek the Dimensity is a powerful TPU, uh, sorry CPU, it was just not treated the same. Like all the features, the updates and bells and whistles that the the, the Snapdragon version is getting isn't coming in there. But with the Xiaomi 13 Ultra, I've been getting consistent updates, new features, stabilities, improvements yeah. in color science, all of these things that I typically would like on a device to be pushed and update the care once you buy a device are coming in there and even the 11 ultra years later they were still supporting it yeah you know what i mean like even this is the other thing it, it may not be mm -hmm. as monthly or if you buy monthly it'll be maybe once every three or four months but you're getting your updates and you just need to appreciate these these piece these i would call them basically pieces of art because that's what they're doing yeah that's I, how you, I, yeah I, I mean again i'm definitely focusing on this from a, a camera and photography standpoint but oh yeah if I'm if, if I'm wrong, I think there are seven phones that have a one inch type sensor. Yes, Sharp Aquas, um, Sharp, 12s Ultra, 13 Ultra, 12s, 13 Ultra, 13 Pro, 13 Pro. Uh oh, yeah, that's right. The 13 Pro did get Vivo. You're right. You're right. Vivo is the one that did the different with the Vivo 13. X90 and uh, no, X90, X90 Pro, Pro and X90 Pro Plus. Plus, so that's yeah. And then you have the and uh, Find X, the Find X6 Pro. I think and, that's it. So with only seven phones mm -hmm. currently available between last year and this year with this one-inch type sensor, and that I don't believe it's there are any manufacturers on the horizon for North America, mm -hmm. I think we might get one of these next year, maybe. But that means your, your, your 12S Ultra or your 13 Pro, even not even going to a 13 Ultra... Oh, yeah is going to be comparable to phones next year and will still probably be competitive against phones the year after. Yeah. And this is, we've never been in, again, this is more for international listeners than it is for people in North oh, America. Absolutely. This, this recommendation is a little less precious for people who would have to import. And I totally get all that. Um, but especially if you're over you know, in that Europe or other areas of the world, that I guess Where exist because I'm American. Um, 
this this to me is like the safest time to kind of play around and, and maybe pick something like this up. It might seem exotic, but it's exotic in a way that is gonna hang for a really long time. Um, yeah. So I, again, I, I'm just I've been really impressed. I really like what Xiaomi has done with this accessory kit. I hope that the enthusiast reaction to this is at least strong enough for Vivo to also consider doing something similar because I feel like they are the next best fit for delivering a product like this. I think yeah. it's a little too techy and widgety for Google. Um, Apple already has third-party manufacturers oh, yeah, that yeah, can they're, make reasonable they're facsimiles yeah, exactly. of something like this. I'm very surprised Samsung hasn't tried to do a first-party version that's a little bit cleaner. Because, again, they don't get the same breadth of accessories as Apple does. So there are some solutions in some cases with some of this functionality, but I'm telling you, it's not as nice. When you've yeah. got little ratchety phone mounts as opposed to just having a proper camera filter lens mount, it is so much nicer going to the accepted standard photography version of this. And I think Samsung would do really well if they could get some of this coverage too. Um, so but then the only ecosystem. other company... Yeah. I'm oh, sorry, I'll, I'll wrap this up. The only yeah, other yeah. company I think that would really ser- take this seriously and not just make it a little plasticky disposable thing would be Sony. Mm-hmm. And they aren't doing it. They've got the camera grip and the external display. They've got all this cool stuff. And the one thing I want them to add on top of that is a way for me to throw on an ND filter. <laughs> it, it's, it's a tougher... Yeah, I mean, no, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think this is something that we need to... It's an evolutionary move. Sony keeps adding more and more creator-specific uh, enthusiasts and then, of course, content creation-focused experiences in here. And I think yeah. we see those in there. And I I will say this. I, I'm sure you and I will both voice our, our opinions every time we have an opportunity to speak to our, our friends <laughs> over in the PR team. They've heard enough of that from us. Um, but I'll, I will we'll always make sure to explain. We finally got focus peaking, so <laughs> it's it, like, hey. it, it, it kind of works. <laughs> like, so, yeah, 2025. No. Uh, yep. No, no. Uh, We'll we'll definitely get to to that level, um, but um, I do want to say obviously we are running a little. I just realized that the time was like we're hitting our our, our two hour uh, mark a little bit. Yeah, you know, for our ninety minute podcast, we're hitting that two hour mark now. Well, you know, it's just that's how the legal way. It was like ninety carry to the two minus the four and ten minutes to close. And you know how it is. Um, so for me, at least for the for the end of this week, as I said, I'm, I'm probably going to be shooting for. Uh, a couple of videos I'm hoping to try to get out tomorrow and one over the weekend for the Ready 4 video for tomorrow and then the Pixel Tab uh, tablet. Uh, just kind of, the, the you know, from a, from a Nest Hub Max point of view. So basically mm-hmm. coming in from a smart display, not coming in from a tablet experience because there is a big function there. Um, yep. Those are the two that I'm kind of focusing on for this week. On top of all of the slant slide of things for next week, but um, what are you what are you thinking of dropping this week? Is there anything coming up this weekend or tomorrow? Yeah. Or this so week? Um, last week I kind of hinted at some of the scheduling issues I've had with sponsored videos, and oh, that's right. one yeah, of yeah. them will be publishing tomorrow. Manana, nice. uh, and then also, if you're on the Patreon, uh, it was in early access, and I'm going to open it up for patrons, but it's not going to go public yet. Mm-hmm. I do have my Sony versus Xiaomi camera philosophy comparison. Okay. 
So I don't do side-by-side pixel peepee photo comparisons. I don't feel like that's as instructive as talking about, like, you know, this is the kind of processing that I've come to expect versus the control of the apps for different styles of photography and video. Mm -hmm. And then what I think each company is doing well for different consumers. So it's a bit broader. It's still plenty of photo samples and video samples, and I'm putting them head-to-head for a reason, but putting the Xiaomi 13 Ultra against the Xperia 1 Mark V. So that's going to be a patron exclusive for all patrons starting tomorrow, and mm. then I think I'm going to probably publish that maybe Tuesday or Wednesday that's of a good point. next week on the public on my public YouTube channel. That's good. So uh, just this uh, this afternoon, I published, I finally got the video. We talked about them last week here on the podcast. But the, yeah, I uh, saw the, the post the status the, yeah. um, earbuds that went live. Sponsored video out tomorrow. Camera comparisons next week. And then um, I should have a standalone podcast for the Patreon coming out next week. Nice. And uh, separate what, from missing, the SGGQA, I'm assuming. Separate from the SGGQA. This is going to be kind of a supplemental that mm-hmm. I've been working on for a little while. It's a little more scripted and produced and audio elements and stuff like that, but it's taken me a really long time. Oh, oh, and the Xiaomi 13 Ultra camera deep dive will hopefully be out end of next week, early the week after, somewhere. So in for, just in time that, for the holiday. That video is stupid long. <laughs> it's taken me so long. No, and no, one I'm... of the reasons why I did kind of hold off, because I, I want to do a finished xiaomi 13 ultra review and the xiaomi 13 ultra camera deep dive was waiting on getting this photography kit so now i've got the last couple pieces i've got hundreds of gigabytes of photo and video samples i like i have i've almost halfway filled my one terabyte model of this phone a couple times over with using it for all the B-roll and all the things that I like to shoot from this camera. It is, I've put so much mileage on this, this is phone already. Story, yeah, sto- devices it's like time these to really finally sit down and talk about yeah. how I've been using it because it's been silly. Absolutely. Good, good. And, and I think, don't forget, of course, I'll, I'll supplemental to that other podcast that's Patreon only, there's always going to be the SGGQA, so where you can be able to catch Juan Carlos on his channel, uh, you know, t- doing his normal news techie, soapboxy, all of the cranky one Monday morning tech show. Yeah. Um, next Monday, of course, uh, coming back because <laughs> that's how we do it. Uh, but with that being said, I do want to say thanks for everybody. Thanks to anybody that's been hanging out with us this entire time. Um, there's so much more content. There's so many more things kind of coming up. Um, I will have a, a little uh, trip going on uh, to to an event in a couple of weeks or so. We'll bring com- some content for you guys as well there. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, try to do more with your tech. Be be well, be safe, and stay safe actually. And and you know, reach out and connect with your family and friends and share all the nice little nuggets of information that you have because they may be surprised what their devices can do. So. Thank and you very before much. Before we completely sign off, I do yeah. want to, because a couple people have mentioned this, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, just to kind of wrap up our show, uh, Michael Corcoran just recently saying, it's sad that we won't see Juan on All About Android anymore. Android yeah. enthusiast spaces are becoming harder to find. Our good friends over at the Twit Podcast Network have uh, ended the run of All About Android after 635 episodes. Almost 13 years. There's still years. Some, some, some good mobile and, and Google and Android-focused podcasts out there. 
but none really brought the same kind of consistent camaraderie and production value that I mm -hmm. feel um, the, the high watermark that uh, All About Android brought consistently week after week after week. And I was so honored to have been able to participate um, as, as a guest. I went through, I, I, I dug through all of their archives and I did 14 appearances on All About Android over you several years. You beat me by years. 13, my friend. But I, I could say at least I was on there. So I made it But, but again, yeah. to, to share, and you see how well that studio operated. Oh, my the, God. Um, yeah, the well other, um, the, the other show that they just pulled, um, uh, Ant, uh, I can't remember his the name of his show, the photography show. Uh, wasn't getting uh, the kind of views that they wanted and wasn't getting the sponsor interest that they wanted. And so Twit also had its own photography um, conversation, which, again, that, that kind of guts me because we just recently saw DP Review fall mm -hmm. apart. And yep. thankfully, some of our favorite hosts from DP Review are now going to be over at Petapixel. But we, we, we say these things a lot, and we always mean them, but it never really feels like there's pressure or it never really feels like it's urgent. I feel increasingly these calls to action that your favorite content creators are putting out there are becoming more urgent. Mm -hmm. If it's a podcast, if it's a video channel, if it's editorials, if it's written content, um, your favorite content creators need help. They need support. They need action and not just passive consumption. And we're starting to lose them. Losing All About Android is a really, whether or not you loved the show or you agreed with every hot take that they had on their show or anything, it hurts our mobile tech community to lose such an impressively well-produced conversation resource. And it makes other advertisers less interested in working with shows that don't bring the full studio experience to the table well, if that show can't survive, why would we want to do business with a couple little schmucks running podcasts out of their bedrooms or something like that? Yeah. So look around. Social media is becoming a raging dumpster fire, no matter where you go, if it's Reddit or Twitter or Facebook or any of these other resources. But that still doesn't take away from the mission of the kinds of people that we love to hang out with. We still have to be in the trenches. We still have to do our work highlighting and sharing and and participating with these other content creators because we're going to lose a lot more yeah think about all of the channels that have gone dark think about all of the incredible reviewers and editorialists that have stopped producing over the last couple of years and now major resources are also starting to crumble too and so when you can't put the money together for this week in tech to produce an android focused show but you know what? Their iPhone show is probably still going strong. That should definitely be ringing some alarm bells. Yeah, That should no. definitely be causing some concern. So I don't want to get too maudlin or too dark on there. Ultimately, what we should be doing right now, just in the near term, is celebrating what an accomplishment that show was. Mm -hmm. 635 episodes is mind-boggling, like how well they, they managed to keep uh, that ship afloat. And, and for having met all of those hosts and become friends with all of those hosts, they're just genuinely amazing people. Yeah. Jason, Ron, uh, Flo, they've become good friends of mine offline. 
know, like I check in with them. Like I just got a DM from Jason. We're talking about, you know, another position at another company for a friend of mine who was recently let go from a media consulting position. And you're like, he's looking out for someone he doesn't even know, but on my recommendation, because he's just that good of a dude. That to me is, is exactly uh, the kind of spirit and the kind of connection that we all share being nerds, right? Oh, yeah, We're all absolutely. at the nerdy lunchroom table. So you're, you know, support your favorite content creators. If you think of it or you just want to browse some of the memory lane kinds of old conversations, give a shout out to the folks over at All About Android. You know, let them know if the show meant anything to you. I think they'd love to hear that mm-hmm. they had an impact on their audience. And we just want to send them off. You know, like seeing them say goodbye for the last time, I, I was tearing up. I mean, I was wiping tears from my eyes and I was struggling not to cry in front of my daughter. So I just had their show on on my headphones. She had no idea what I was watching. So um, we're really going to miss that show. We're really going to miss that crew. And I'm sure they're all going to go on to do amazing things. But that was something I had on almost every week just to nerd out with a bunch of geeks. So they definitely, that absence will be missed. For sure. No, no, for sure. And um, with those beautiful words and that beautiful memory, um, we say good night to you all. Have a good time. We'll see you guys next week for another episode of the best of our week. Until then, be safe and stay safe. And if I can get my mouse to come over to where it needs to <laughs> show up. Yet? And then, yes, we'll see you soon. Bam.